the only no-filter sports show in Kentucky. It's the Alan Cutler Show with award-winning TV sportscaster Alan Cutler. I always enjoyed being around you, Alan, the way you covered sports with a passion. You spoke your mind, and uh, you treated everyone fairly. And I think that's why all the players don't mind coming back and doing this stuff, and they love having conversations with you and catching up again because you, you treated everyone the right way. No filter is no filter. The voice of Central Kentucky with no filter. I love talking to you about this kind of stuff because you, you get it. Hit high in the air, deep left. Guriel back, curls corner on the track. Gone! Senzel on his first game back, ties it in one. He looked right into the dugout from the airport in Phoenix to the launching pad at Chase Field. I don't know about you, but I'm ecstatic for Nick Senzel. I'm ecstatic. Jimmy, I am so happy for this young man. In a minute, I'm going to go crazy on UK basketball. But I got to tell you this because the truth is, I had no idea. How much, Jimmy, has Nick Senzel been ripped? How much have people said, oh, you know, he's not part of the future. He hasn't done anything. By the way, since June 1st until this last hit, I think his batting average was like, 143, and part of it he was in the minor leagues and all that kind of stuff, and that's fine. But it's been terrible. Does anybody go in a slump sometimes? Yes. Does my mouth go in a slump? I, I would assume. I don't know. But the point is this. You know what his numbers are? This, this is what drives me crazy. You know, I've heard sports talk people in Cincinnati saying, bah, 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 bah. can you do a little homework? So I did the homework. It, you know how long it took me? About 10 seconds. <laughs> Seriously, 10 seconds. Let me tell you this. First of all, he pinched hit. And hit a home run. And then even David Bell, I think we'll play this sound if we get to it, thought that they would win the game. And then Carroll, who's going to be the rookie of the year for Arizona, hits a two-run home run and Arizona wins. Forgetting about that for a moment. Just forget about that for a moment. He's got 10 home runs and 38 RBIs as a part-time player, correct? I trust you. Yeah. His <laughs> batting average stinks, 221, correct? Yes. Okay. Over 600 at-bats. Are you ready for this? Yeah. When I saw this, I'm going, people are so unfair to this guy. They're so unfair to Nick Senzel. It's unbelievable. And by the way, we're the station for the Reds. 9-10, Reds and D-backs. Jimmy, you're going to look at me like this is nuts. I did it twice. I'm going, so he was in a slump. I know there's double standards in life. There's double standards everywhere. There's, okay. Jimmy, he's on pace if he got 600 bats. Now, first of all, you know, he has trouble staying healthy. Second of all, David yeah. Bell decided to platoon. Neither he nor there. I'm just telling you that he was on pace, as of now, still on pace, for like 26 home runs and over 90 RBIs and 90 runs scored. I'm going to repeat that. I might do it again in the next commercial break. I did it twice. It was kind of like, no, this can't be right. This can't be right. This can't be right. Now, Votto's a different story. He's on a DL because of his shoulder, right? Now I'm starting to wonder if he's done. You've had the surgery, and now you can't handle it, and he's been in a slump recently, and you know it's pretty obvious. It's pretty obvious that guess what? His shoulder was hurting him because he was hitting home runs. Yeah. And then maybe he went into slump, but I don't buy it. I think he toughed it out and couldn't tough it out anymore and put on a disabled now at 39 after the shoulder surgery, and it took him a long time to get back. I'm wondering if he's done. First time. First time. And I wouldn't have picked up the option on his contract anyway, and I said that. But I also said that if he keeps on hitting home runs and driving in runs at this pace, you might want to ask him to come back for about three million bucks because you got to pay him the money. You got to pay him anyway. That's in the contract. In the contract. 
let me go back to Sincel. It's just bothering him that much. This guy has gotten so much bad pub because he was a first-round draft choice. And by the way, he deserved to be a first-round draft choice. And I got to tell you, when the Reds picked him, honestly, I thought it was a good pick. I called somebody in Knoxville. Said glowy things about him. We're going to play this sound with for him a little bit later. And it was tough for him going to the minor leagues. It's tough when you bring up a guy named Ramos. I'm not ripping the guy, but they've already released him. And he can't play. Ramos can't play defense. And you bring him up. And the Martini guy they called up, he's a career AAA guy, and they didn't bring him up. I thought that was that was insulting and disgusting. It really was. By the way, did you see it? There was a little clip on Bally Sports, the way Friedel hugged him after the home run. Yeah, there's Friedel, and then I. It was one of the base coaches. I don't know if it's first or third base coach. Guy with the beard, but they had a a pretty big embrace after the home run, and it wasn't just like a normal bro hug. Like they, it was like a, a long clinch that they yeah, had, and you yeah. can tell everyone there loves Nick yes. Senzel. Well, you know, and what I said the other day, I hold to. I don't know what goes inside that clubhouse, but one of the things I said was because I don't believe that he was a problem when he complained about playing time. You're allowed to complain. You're allowed to go into the manager's office. You're allowed to have your agent called up. There's a respectful way of doing it. And from what I heard the way he was, I assumed that he was good. You'll hear the soundbite later. Maybe we should play it now. We'll play it later. Whatever. He talks about how, he, how much he likes the guys in the locker room. One of the things that's good about this Reds team, I think the, you know, come on, Jimmy, you played on teams. Guys say, oh, we all get along. We all like each other. And half the time it's crap. Yeah. It's crap. I really think these guys like each other. Well, you can see it. You, when a team says that, but you don't ever see the camaraderie. You, you can feel it. Yeah, you can tell. Yeah. I, I think there are so many young guys that are trying to make a name for themselves, make a name for themselves, that they're all in the same boat and they feel for each other. And you know what's really cool, too? They're helping each other, which is really nice. That was the one thing about sports. And the best example I can always give is Jared Lorenzen, the late, great Jared Lorenzen, and Shane Boyd. And it's before your time, before you were born. I understand that. And they competed for playing time and competed for playing time. And it went up and back. And Jared got most of the playing time. They were best friends. I think I was born before Jared Lorenzo. <laughs> yeah, played. you were born. They were best friends. Seriously. You know, they would uh, throw a football 60 yards to see who hit at the goalpost after practice. And Shane said they used to do it for cookies and milk. Whatever they did it for, it's not the point. I mean, Shane loved Jared. Jared loved Shane. They were competing for the same T-I-M-E, and there was a love between them. Look, I, I, I've known Shane since a sophomore in high school, okay? He's one of the most sincere people I've ever been around in athletics, okay? You want to know something? Jared was one of the most sincere people I've ever been around in athletics. My, my liking for both of them as people, Forget his athletes was off the charts. It was real. And I even I asked them both together and separate, how the hell do you guys get along when you're competing? And then, you know what? If one was in and the other saw something, you know what they would do? They would tell the other one what they saw. I think, to me, that's beautiful. Can you imagine if we did that in the U.S. Senate? Can you imagine if we did that in, in, in the House? Impossible. Impossible. <laughs> I'm not talking politics. I don't give a rat if you like a Republican. I don't care. That's your business. Can we all get along and work together? Mm. That's my thing. It's been my thing for can we all get along and work together? So I, I'm sorry. I, I I looked at these numbers and I'm going, what the heck? You know what's worse? You know what's worse, Jimmy? What's they that? have an analytics department at the Reds. You don't think they should be giving them the numbers? And I get he's hitting, you know, it's a lefty righty versus thing. He hits lefties better. 
the last time he hit a home run against the righty was before they before they sent him down. He made a comment that was really strong. You know how it meant more to him. Remember the soundbite we played yeah. off Bally Sports. It meant more to him because he's not allowed. That was the term he used. Not allowed, yeah. and, and that kind of broke my heart. Not allowed to bat against right-handers. Maybe that's what peeved off the Reds. Is him saying that out loud? Well, let me tell you something. If that peeved off the Reds, then the Reds suck. Because it was after that that he got sent back down. Yeah, that's after true. That comment. And it might be a coincidence, might not. But yeah. if you look, if you say that in a respectful way, right? And it was in respectful way. You ought to be able to say it. Like, I, I would. I, I have trouble believing that's the reason why they 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 sent him down. I. And, again, I have no inside information. Maybe Alan Stein has got some inside information. can find that out. If you're right, Jimmy, that's past disgusting. Now, do I think there would be some teams that would be true? But we I saw the soundbite. We played the mm-hmm. sound, and there was not – well, now, the truth is, when he said it, I was like, ooh, okay. I was surprised he said it. But he said it in a respectful way. Interviews can't be all milk toast. The Reds can't be that stupid, can they? I don't think Hope so. Not. No, but, uh, you know, look, I, as I've said before, this is not breaking news. It's not talked about. When the great Marty Brennerman retired, I promise you there were some people high up in the Reds organization that weren't upset. I love Marty. <laughs> Marty made them a ton of money. <laughs> there are people who have thin skin. Thin skin. That's just, ah. Take a look. Look at the numbers. 10 home runs and 38 RBIs with a lousy batting average of 221. Take a look at it. Take a look at it. Take a look at it. See for yourself. Flip that around for 600 at-bats. And my question to 600 at-bats is, could he stay healthy enough? That's a fair question because he's been hurt a lot. Okay, we'll play the sound later. Uh, By the way, KSR um, broke the story. Got to give him credit. Credit is credit. Mitch Bornhorn has a new contract extended through 2028. Congratulations to Mitch. Is what it is. We don't play games here, do we? <laughs> no game. No. If, if somebody gets something and you need to credit them, guess what? We do it. We do it. Fair is fair. Okay. This stinks. You better hold me back. I am so mad about this. It's a very strong piece of paper you've got. It's the preseason. I call it preseason. It counts for real. I call it the preseason because some of the games are cupcakes, okay? And, and – and, by the way, they're playing some really good teams. And you can't play Kansas, a team like that, every night. Do we agree? Yeah. You know what I've always said, though? I have always said this. You should play teams, even if it's not a Kansas, that are playing Kansas, and you got to play a certain number of Kansas. You're either the gold standard or not, correct? Yeah. This is the gold standard. you got to play great teams. I like the good teams they're playing. like it a lot, actually. So I'm, for me to say I hate every part of the schedule, no. That, it's not true, and it's a gross misjustice if I said it. You know what I can't stand? You know what I really can't stand? What do you know about Stonehill? Absolutely nothing. Guess what I know about Stonehill? What's that? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> you know much about Texas A&M Commerce? Oh, no. But when you read the first half of that, you think, <laughs> oh, Texas A&M, oh. <laughs> It's like the old Texas A&M Corpus Christi, where you're like, ooh, isn't, A&M, oh, Isn't that the other where one. the late great guy Morris coached football as a head coach? I'm pretty sure. I don't know. Check me out on that. See if I'm wrong. Okay. Uh, St. Joseph, eh, I'm okay with that, but I'm going to question that in a second. I like the Marshall game. You want to know why? It's close to Kentucky. It's right up the road. By the way, they were 24-8 and last year. Have you seen them play? Uh, guess what? 
don't close your eyes, they run. They, oh. You know, Eastern and Marshall would be a nice matchup because of the way they play. So I like that. Uh, UC Wilmington, that's Cal school. Ask me if it bothers me. Does that bother you? No. No, because Cal should be able to play his old school. Cal has earned the right to play his old school. On a 10-year contract, first of all, Cal's not going to be here in 10 years. But you know what I'm saying. You don't get a five-year contract five years in a row with UC Wilmington. But when, you know, they're playing on December. By the way, they were good last year. They were 24-8. and eight. Not the point. I have no problem with Cal playing UC Wilmington. None. Zero. Kaput. Okay. They're playing Penn. Mm. You got to play Louisville. Got to play. Louisville's non-negotiable. I'm the guy that made us think about playing Louisville. It's in my book, Cut to the Chase. Only, only, I wouldn't say altercation. Joby Hall was really mad at me. <laughs> and and Joby Hall was great to me and great to so many in the media. It's not even funny. It's not like he was great to Alan Cutler. Joby was, a, is, was a, just a great, classy man. Illinois State, does that do anything for you? No. Not really. Gonzaga, I love it. I love it that they're playing Gonzaga. Okay, so some of these schools, as I'm going down a chunk of them right now, I think I'm missing a couple on this sheet. I don't think it printed the second sheet. Not the point. Not the point. Here's what I have said for years and years and years and years. Jimmy, help me here. See if I miss a school. I'm, I'm so fired up. Moorhead, Northern Kentucky, Eastern, Western, Bellarmine. Who am I forgetting in the state? And, and I'm not saying transit because that's a different level, and I like when they play an exhibition game against them. Mm-hmm. It's good for Brian Lane. It's good for Kentucky. It makes perfect sense. And I get it. Am I missing anybody in the state? I don't think so. I don't think so. Okay. Point is this. They should play at least two of those every year. Notice, I'm not saying you should have a five-year contract every year with Eastern, because I don't think they should. I'm not saying you should have a five-year contract with Western, because I don't think they should. I don't think they should have a five-year contract with Murray State, because I don't think they should. Obviously, you get where I'm coming from. Why don't you rotate it? Let me give you some numbers. To say that a school would get, you know what, you know what a check game is, right? I know you know what a check game is. What most teams like for football, the first week you play, you have you to play, play the team and you pay them a million bucks. Yeah, you. you well, now it's amazing how whatever much money, it is. Yeah, whatever it is, it, it's amazing how that price has gone up. And football plays a lot more than basketball yeah. for all kinds of obvious reasons. But that's what it is. You have to. I remember when Sean Woods went to Mississippi Valley State, and I think one year they played like the first 15 or 16 games on the road. There was a problem, this, that, or the other. But the real problem was he had to get money for the school. So they were like 0-15, 0-16. They ended up having a pretty good year once they got into their conference. And, and, and he actually, they played pretty well against the few teams. Fine. That school was desperate for money. He had no choice. Okay? At Moorhead State, you've got to play checkbook games. That's not negative Moorhead State. At Eastern, you've got to play checkbook games. At Western Kentucky, unless I don't understand you got to play checkbook games. Okay, so let's say, Jimmy, let me throw some numbers at you. Let's say you can get between 70000 and 120000 for playing a game. Okay? Well, I'm giving you this, your Western, Eastern, mm-hmm. Murray State, whatever, okay? From that, you got to pay your own expenses. That's fair, right? Yeah. Okay, so if one of these schools has to fly, because you can't bus everywhere, okay, has to fly to play a game, could it cost you fifteen grand, twelve grand, seventeen grand in expenses when you're flying that many people mm-hmm. and with the hotels and this and that and the other? The answer is yes. So let's say you got ninety thousand dollars, right? And, and it's let's I'm round numbers, and you and it costs you fifteen grand. Well, it's seventy five thousand. Suppose Kentucky and Kentucky usually plays more, and I don't know what they're paying this year, and I'm not going to guess, but I think this figure would be low. Either here or there. 
Suppose Kentucky would pay you 90 grand and you're Murray State or you're Eastern or you're Western. Uh, you got to fly? Probably no. Not. <laughs> you're going to bus. Okay, you got hotels. Would it cost you $1,000? Oh, yeah. Would it cost you two? Hotel bills run up when you got a team and stuff like that, depending upon how many you travel with. You know, you're probably traveling over 20 people. People are doubling up, probably everybody except the head coach. Mm -hmm. Maybe the head coach has to at certain places. Need to Could it cost you three? I've been told probably not if you're busing in the state. I don't have numbers. I'm not guessing. I'm throwing it out there. Let's say it's five, which it's not. It's not five. It shouldn't be five. Okay. So you're helping in-state schools more, correct? Yeah. Who the hell wants to go see Stonehill? <laughs> the parents of the kids that play for Stonehill so they can say that they played at Rep Arena. Why didn't I say that? Yeah. Right You're a wise guy. Yeah, that's who did, it. Who did Kentucky play last year in December? And the reason why I went, it was a 4 o'clock game. It was after the show, and I went across, and it was like the second game I'd gone to since I retired. It was some Florida school, and they were awful. Oh, was it? Uh, Whatever the point North is. Florida, I think. I think you're right. Yeah. The point was... There was nobody there, Yeah. okay? Nobody gave a rat's about the game, okay? Now, by the way, if Eastern or Western had played in that afternoon, do I think they would have packed the house? Oh, no. yeah. No. You don't think so? At a 4 o'clock? Oh, well, I guess the timing no. of it, but... Do I think the crowd would have been close have... to double? Yeah. Yes. Not a sellout. Probably not even close to a sellout. Yeah. Okay. Point is, guess who makes more money on that? Kentucky. Now, what I don't know is what they had to pay Stonehill versus what they'd have to pay Western or Eastern. Maybe Stonehill is making no money. I don't have any idea. I really don't with the contract. That's not the point. The point, and by the way, I, you know, I used to yell about this on TV, but the thing on TV, I couldn't yell about it like this. That's the beauty of the show that Lynn Martin leaves me alone, that I'm doing what I want, and as long as he lets me do what I want, I'm not walking away. At least I don't think I am. Neither here nor there. Unless something goofy happens. I love the freedom of the show. This is, this is awful. So I have a suggestion. You're going to tell me this is nuts. Before you were born, <laughs> not, uh, I don't remember who it was, and you don't have to look it up. Somebody in the state legislature proposed a bill, whatever it was, that Kentucky had to play Louisville in basketball. This is after I did a story. I went to Louisville's media day. Have I ever told you a story? I don't think so. Yeah, you, of course, you haven't read my book, Cut to the Chase. Thanks a lot. Uh, <laughs> Um, I went to, I just gotten here and Lowell had just won a national championship a thousand years ago. And I go to media day, not like today when there's all these cameras and all these people around and all that kind of stuff. And I'm anchoring and it, it was two 30 and I got to do an interview and I got to get back and do the show and I had a producer, which helped out. But I mean, we were flying like crazy. Okay. I walk onto the court and Kenny Klein, who was one of the great sports information directors, I go up to Kenny, introduce myself. And I said, uh, Hey, I'm on a tight schedule. I'm Alan Cutler, new sports director at LEX, well, WLEX TV. It wasn't LEX 18 then. I said, can I talk to Denny? He goes, I'll never forget it. He's right over there. And I'm about to look up in the, nobody's talking to Denny. Cool hand Luke. I go up to Denny and I stick out my hand. Denny Crumb, swear to you. And I've told Denny the story since a couple of times. The first time was years later and he just laughed. Denny was great. I go up to Denny, stick my hand out. Uh, Denny, I'm Alan Cutler, new sports director at WLAX-TV in Lexington. And he said, and I quote, I quote, are you lost? <laughs> we both laughed. And, and I don't know, I did four or five-minute interview, which is kind of long for me because I'm, if I'm going to Louisville, i got to get stuff for plenty of shows. And one of the things I asked him was, why don't you play Kentucky? And for Denny, he went off. Not like me going off, he went off. Well, I took that story, and guess who I sold it to? Who's that? ESPN. Oh. 
they led with it. <laughs> and back then, ESPN was not very good, and they needed stories. They led with it in a number of shows. Seriously. And so that created a little bit of a storm around here. From there, things picked up. And somebody in the legislature proposed, and I don't did it become a law, not law, I don't know if you want to look it up, but I don't think it became a law. It was just something they put, somebody says something in Frankfurt, whatever, that they need to play every year. So, be that as it may, here's what I'm thinking. The representative for Eastern and Western, right, in the state legislature, mm-hmm. and Murray, and Northern Kentucky, and Moorhead. I don't care if you're Democrat or Republican. Have I said that enough doing this show? I think. Okay. Yeah. They should all get together. Again, I don't care if you're Democrat or Republican. And put out something that every year, Kentucky, it should be mandatory. Mandatory. How about this? Not just for Kentucky, but for Louisville. And I don't. I haven't seen Louisville's schedule. Maybe they're out, not out, whatever. And, and, and I can't talk about Louisville's schedule like I can Kentucky through these. I just can't, as you're looking me up quickly, which I appreciate. It's amazing. I say something, and your fingers start moving. Point is this. Fair is fair. Would you agree? Yeah. Don't you think both Kentucky and Louisville, and forget about the Kentucky-Louisville game. That's a non-negotiable item. We agree? Yeah. Everybody agrees on that. They should play two schools a year. I didn't say all of them. I didn't say four. They should play the five schools. that they want to add Marshall? I don't consider Marshall a Kentucky school, but I think it's good Kentucky's playing them. I would call them a 1A. Is that fair? Yeah. Good. Good for Marshall. You know, good for West Virginia. Doesn't hurt. Now think about it. If both Kentucky and Louisville each play two a year, would it be tough to rotate it? Maybe like with schedules, maybe, you know, like Eastern one year would play them both. and Whatever. It's not important. The important thing is what do you do? You keep money in the state, right? What do you do? Do you think you create more interest than if Kentucky's playing Stonehill or Texas A&M Commerce or New Mexico State? And like I said, they're playing UC, UNC Wilmington. I got no problem with that. It's Cal School. More power to Cal. I mean, come on. Illinois State? It's wrong. So my complaining about Kentucky would be equal for Louisville if they don't do the same thing. Their schedule's not out yet. Okay. The point is this. I can't honestly tell you I was not going to go back and look at the last 15 Louisville schedules if they played two per year outside of Kentucky. I should know off the top of my head I do not. I'm not going to be shameful about that. Am I wrong? This sucks. I don't know why... I wonder how they choose these. Like, how did they fall on Stonehill and Texas A&M Commerce? Like, how do how does that come up? Well, as opposed to like you said, these local schools, which it makes more sense for everybody. You're not having to travel as far for all the kids, especially for these games that are smaller games. Like, why do you? Why would you want to have now? You know, A&M Commerce. They're coming here, but it's just I don't know. That's what I would want to know is why? How the hell do you get Stonehill? Where does that come from? But where is Stonehill? I have no idea. That was the part that amazed me. Jimmy, I've been doing this, studying sports. I'm seven years old. It's in Massachusetts, so maybe he has some sort of ties. Could be. To it. Uh, okay, is it possible from Cal State? Again, I'm stretching. That he knows somebody from UMass who's at Stonehill. Okay. And if Cal wants to do that, I'm all good with that. But guess what? you got to play two Kentucky schools every year. Does that limit him a little bit? Yeah. A lot? I don't think so. Do you think so? Uh, okay, so I just saw this. 
This is an article that the uh, St. Joseph's uh, men's basketball team posted. Uh, the St. Joseph's men's basketball program will take on Kentucky, Stonehill, and Texas A&M University Commerce in the Wildcat Challenge presented by Kentucky Tourism, a three-game round-robin tour event that will take place November 10th to November 20th this year. Okay, that's the old Kentucky Holiday Tournament. Yeah. Where they used to play, you know, games that way. Mm-hmm. I'm good with that, but guess what? Why isn't Eastern or Western in this? Yeah. So that's where the Stonehill St. Joseph's and back okay. game comes I, from. I don't care about that. I mean, thanks for pointing it out, but I don't care about that. Actually, it amplifies. Why not come up with a similar thing? Right. With Well, they used to do it. I'm going blank. It was it was going on when I was here. And I can't think of the name of it. I'm sorry. And then it just absolved with schedules and stuff like that. It was already happening every every Christmas time around here. Stonehill. Now, if Cal knows somebody at Stonehill, I'm good with that. You can't play two schools? Seriously? You can't play two schools? Am I am I wrong to be that upset? I mean, I'm really upset about this. And I don't get it. And somebody's going to rip them every year. Now, I was listening to KSR. Okay, I don't know what they do for their whole show. I was in the car for about 10 minutes. They mentioned the schedule. I didn't hear him ripping that. You think Dick Gabriel's going to rip it? He can't. He's got to be nice to UK because he's on the football broadcast. It's probably something that most of the fans and stuff look at and they just... They're like, I don't care about this. Where's the where's the meat and potatoes? Is what they they probably don't even look at Stonehill and think twice about what the hell's a Stonehill. They don't care. You don't think Eastern looks at this and they're ticked off? Oh yeah, they probably. I'm just thinking of the majority of like Big Blue Nation. They look at this and they just go, oh, Stonehill win. They just look at it as a win. So if I'm putting myself in just a fan shoe, they're just looking. Okay, win, win, win. Okay, would it be cooler to play the local schools? Probably. I would say definitely. Actually. But I don't think any, like the casual fans are not going to cause a fuss about it, I would say. This is awful. I think it's disgusting. I really think it is. <laughs> My theory has always been really simple. You should play a couple games in state every year. By the way, this is not a new thing I'm coming up with, and it's not revolutionary. Outside of Louisville, you play two games. You with me on that? Yeah. And the rest of the schedule... Now, I can't see this as a problem, too. You should attempt to play schools that have a shot at making the NCAA tournament in different leagues, as many as you can. Here's the other thing, too. Sometimes, you know, you're looking to fill a hole. So, without looking, I'm sure December 2nd is a Saturday because they're playing the 2nd, the 9th, the 16th, that must be Saturdays. It's around. Yeah. It, it's around uh, finals and stuff like that, where the players get off during the week. It's a smart thing to do. So they're playing a bunch of Saturdays. Could it mesh with some schedules? Sure. Do people call athletic directors or the schedules and say, "Hey, you know, two years down the road, can you save this date or take a look at it?" You don't think Eastern and Western and Murray and Bellarmine and Moorhead and Northern Kentucky would try to save a date for Kentucky? Seriously? Am I wrong for being this talk ticked off about this? Am I wrong? You disagree with me. I, you know. Oh, no, I don't I don't see it as that big of a deal. But I, I think you're right that I think it should be brought up, but I don't you know why it's I'm not a that big deal. upset. Okay, you know why you know why it's not a big deal? Yeah. Because this has gone on for so long. Here's what happens. People have accepted it. Have you heard that old thing? I think of, yeah. Have you heard the old thing about an elephant? Mm-mm. Okay. You have an elephant. 
pretty strong, right? Yeah, Duh. Yeah. And you tie a chain around the leg of the elephant, and you put a huge steel post up, strong enough that the elephant with the huge thing around his ankle cannot break loose. We're talking about a huge steel thing. You with me on that? Yeah. Okay. So now, initially, what is the elephant going to do? Going to tug and tug and tug and tug and tug and tug. Might hurt his leg. But the elephant is ticked off that what? It's tied up. Yeah. Eventually, the elephant will get tired. There is psychology in research which says that eventually, you know what the elephant's going to do? Just not even try. Exactly. Now, how long that takes will depend upon the elephant because they're not all the same. Is it going to take days? No. No. How many hours? I have no idea. So what's happened is that UK has been such a disservice to all the teams in the state. Mm -hmm. And I got to tell you this. Eastern should be really good. Uh, I don't know what Western, I know they brought in a ton of new players. I've read on some of them. Most of them, honestly, I haven't heard of. And I don't follow Western like I do Eastern. I follow Moorhead. I follow Eastern. I keep my eye on Northern Kentucky because I like Darren Horn a lot. Like him a lot, actually. He's got some kids from around here. And and I'll know what Murray has. I haven't done the work on Murray. I'll do a little bit of work. That's the point is. And, and I know Scott. I love Scotty Davenport at Bellman. I think he's one, done one of the better jobs in America in the last 15 years. I'm serious as a heart attack. You know, he sweeps the floor himself. It's pretty good. Yeah, he's, he's, he's an amazing human being. And their kids, they all graduate. And you know what they do? Now, they, they didn't really show it here as well because they're playing against Kentucky. But you know what? They are wonderful. You need to go see a Bellarmine game. I want to go see a Bellarmine game this year in Louisville, which Scotty said, of course, anytime. And, and I want to. I got to go to 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 Richmond, which is no excuse for me not going to Richmond to watch them play. And I really like how Morehead plays. Here's what's interesting. You know, <laughs> Spradlin and Williams. There's some really and Horn. There's some really good coaches in the state. That wasn't always true. And what's his name who came back prom at Murray was a great coach there, left, got fired, and came back. I mean, think of this. some really good coaches in the state. I think it's terrific, by the way, for a lot of different reasons. Doesn't matter. They're really good coaches, and they got really good programs. And look, Northern Kentucky, if they could have hit a shot, had a shot at an upset in the NCAA tournament. They couldn't hit a shot. Now, was that part of the defense? Yeah. Do I think it was part pressure? Yeah, I don't want to get into that. Now, the point being is, they would have been what I would call a formidable preseason game for Kentucky. I think Eastern is too. And I bet you if you polled all the fans and asked them, who would you rather play, Eastern, Western, or these random teams, they would all say the in-state teams. Yeah. But I think most people, like you said, they just they just overlook it at this point. They just look at it and go, oh, of course they're not. On to the next thing. Okay. They just don't look at it anymore as an issue because they probably assume if it was going to be fixed, they'd probably already do it by now. They're just not going to. You know what I don't understand? A thousand years ago, uh, when I was anchoring a long time ago, I, I was calmly, not like this. You can't call a people you can't talk like this. I wouldn't do that. That's not professional. They might think I'm being not professional now, but this is a talk show, so if they don't like it, I don't care. I don't care if anybody doesn't like it. <laughs> really. Lynn doesn't like it, guess what he can do? Take the mic away. If not, I appreciate Lynn leaving me alone. Does that make it simplistic? Yeah. It really does. Uh, as I get older, I'm a real slow learner. The simpler you keep it, the better off you are. I, I, I just think this sucks. So I tried multiple times in a calm way 
to get an explanation of why they did some of the things they did. And guess what? Never made any sense. I tried with the NCAA. When, you know, if you take a picture or go talk to it, they called it the Cutler Memo. Because I, when I came back, I would, I would go up to athletes and try to interview them. And, and they had to stop me. Because the NCAA says if, God forbid, that UK would arrange it, which they never did, they can get in trouble. And UK has to police it, which sucked. Why should UKs have to police me from going to talk to a recruit? That's terrible. UK shouldn't have to do that. And I spent one day, almost an hour and a half, with the NCAA. Was, I was so nice and got tossed around to different people and stuff like that. You know what kind of answer I got? None. 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 Okay. I need to shut up. We have a really good guest coming up. My blood pressure is up. And I don't like doing this show with my blood. I'm too old to have my blood pressure up. I looked at this, and I was going, really? Texas A&M Commerce? Stonehill? St. Joseph's? Illinois State? Gonzaga's great. North Carolina's great. Louisville's great. I'm good with UC Wilmington. It's Cal School. Miami's great. Final Four team. I'm good with Marshall. That's it. You can't figure this out? Maybe they're playing Illinois State for Antonio Reeves. Maybe he was like, you know what? We'll let your old team come in here. And I'm good with that. If that's the, you know, it's reported, oh, they're playing roles. If that's the honest-to-goodness real reason, does that bother me? No. No. Because you, once you know that you have two on top of Louisville, you make it work. <clears throat> if that's the reason they want to do it, that's the real, real reason, I don't care. Seriously. Who am I? You know, that, then I'm being, that, at that point, I'm being a jerk. If I would say Cal should play Moorhead over his school, you know what I'm, you know what I'm being right then? I'm being a jerk. That's not right. Cal has earned the right to do it. And, and the next guy after Cal or the next gal after Cal, right? Anybody have that in your head that it could be a female? It's going to happen in your lifetime, Jimmy. A D1 female head coach? Absolutely. I'm amazed it hasn't happened already. I bet you it'll happen in the NBA before college. How Becky Harmon has not been hired by the NBA. Yeah. And she's been outspoken. First of all, she's doing a spectacular job in the women's league. And um, she, she came out and said it, and I loved it. She said, if I was a guy, I would have already maybe been hired and fired and gotten another job. I think she's a great coach. Notice I didn't say great female coach. I think she's a great coach. Aaron Gershon is waiting for me. Oh, my gosh, we're late. Aaron, I apologize. I need to calm down. <laughs> I need to calm down. 859-533-0914. Ramon Cariega, Blue Lotus Health. 859-533-0914. Blue Lotus Health. Acupuncture. Chinese medicine, needles, it's not good, it's wonderful. Help yourself. As Ramon says, he does not treat AIDS, cancer, surgery, and maybe dentistry. He put it as a question mark. About anything else he does, talk to him. It's amazing some of the things he can help you with that were way beyond my comprehension. 859-533-0914, Blue Lotus Health. The Alan Cutler Show on ESPN 92.5 and 1300 AM and on the ESPN Lexington app. Presented by Republic Bank. At Don Franklin, we're more than a group of car dealerships. We're hardworking, everyday people of Kentucky. We strive daily to give 110% to our customers, our employees, and our families. We are committed to providing everyone with a safe and reliable vehicle. And we continue our tradition of supporting our local communities. At all 24 dealerships across Kentucky, we will treat you like family. Don Franklin Family of Dealerships, we are Kentucky. Overdraft fees? More like no overdraft fees. 
With a simple access checking account from Republic Bank, you don't have to worry about overdraft fees because there are none. But there's more. Simple access checking may allow you to access your direct deposit up to two business days early and gives you the convenience of a Republic Bank MasterCard debit card. Learn more at republicbank.com simple. It's just easier here. Member FDIC. It's summertime, and that means it's time to hit the road. Whether you're heading across town or across the state, going on a picnic to a baseball game, or driving to the lake, stop by, fill up, and stock up at Clark's Pump and Shop, your road trip headquarters. Clark's Pump and Shop has everything you need to get you to your summertime destination, including five-hour energy shots, buy two, get one free, and Mountain Dew, Pepsi, and Dr. Pepper 20-ounce bottles, three for $5. Clark's Pump and Shop. Return. Refresh. Refuel. Houchins Insurance Group is proud to partner with Auto Owners Insurance, a company that provides opportunity for independent agents to make insurance simple for their clients, offering risk management services that range from a renter's policy for your college student to home and auto coverage for your entire family. Houchins Insurance Group assures you that nobody works harder to keep you protected from life's uncertainties. Reach out to A.J. Boss or Zach Bennett at 859-263-2771 to see if Auto Owners Insurance makes sense for you. Hot and very muggy conditions in the forecast for your Friday afternoon highs reaching the mid-90s with the heat index over 105 degrees possible for Lexington and surrounding areas. We will see afternoon and evening storms developing as well. A few of those storms could be on the strong to severe end. Tonight, a lot of those storms dissipate with temperatures falling into the low to mid-70s. I'm NBC 36 Storm Team Meteorologist Dylan Goday. Lexington area weather. Take us along wherever you may roam. We love to roam. Get our app by searching ESPN Lexington in your app store. Lexington area weather. Back to No Filter Radio with Alan Cutler. Podcasts on Apple, Spotify, and Google, Monday through Friday. Okay, this is unscientific. We're going to get to Aaron Gershon in just a second. Um... Old friend of mine, I don't know if I should use CG's name. Did I just use his name? Uh, who's, oops. Whoops. No, he's laughing at me right now. Um, shot for 18 a long time ago. He said, I don't think Kentucky has ever played Marine basketball. This is our, he listens to the show enough, it's like you guys are friends. You've probably never talked to him. He says, have Jimmy looked that up. And I'm assuming, incorrectly, that Kentucky played Murray at some point. You looked it up and you can't find when they've ever played Men's basketball, Murray. Yeah, not women. Seriously, and googling it, it didn't come up anything. Which I would, you would think that would come up pretty quick on Google, yeah. but I haven't seen it. I can tell you if that's true. In in the initial Google search, we can't find it. I would have bet you twenty bucks that they played him sometime since I've been here. Maybe a, you know that kind of thing. And you know, way back before my time under up, there was more games like that because you're not going to UCLA and traveling out there. Okay, Aaron Gashan, I need your help, dude. My blood pressure is high. I'm really ticked off. This just drives me like crazy. But, you know, you got your own issues. You're a Yankee fan like me. So you're suffering. So, you know, we text each other, you know, and I said, Aaron, I wasn't sure if it's 1230, And Aaron goes, just let right. me know. I'm good either way. It's fine. And we start texting about the Yankees. And, 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 and Aaron says, I'm not, I don't think I'm breaking the trust here that you've given up on him. And I said, well, I watched him last night. And I'm watching him now, and he goes, I'm watching him now, too. So, you know what? I know I'm sick, but you know what I'm telling you? You're sick, too. Yeah, I am. And I, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I have only wa- I did not watch a second of the Red Sox series over the weekend. Proud to say that. I watched 
the very little of the Braves series before that, but the only reason uh, I watched this Washington series is because I called up a couple of the kids and I wanted to see their at-bats. And really, that's the only thing you can look forward to when your team's out of it. Um, unfortunately, around here, Red fans know all about that. Um, so it's, it's a different feeling and it's kind of weird, but honestly, like, unless they call up like an Austin Wells or more of these kids, uh, I, I don't know how much more I could take as soon as football is back. Uh, it'll be pretty easy to tune out, uh, for the rest of the year, but yeah, uh, this series, I did watch most of it, unfortunately. Uh, so judge was fun on, uh, Wednesday night. They should call up one or two more kids, but I don't. I don't want to go on that. So I don't know if you've been listening or not. I've almost had a heart attack in the first half hour. Okay, this is not new. It's not breaking news. So my thing is, when Kentucky makes their preseason schedule out, I don't count Louisville. That's non-negotiable. You got to play yep. Louisville every year, you know. And, yep. and and the other games, which I think are they're playing North Carolina. That's great. Gonzaga. I love that they're playing Gonzaga. And and tell me what you disagree with. I love that they're playing Miami. That and I'm true. I'm good yep. with Marshall. Okay, and you know what? I'm also good that Cal gets to play his school, UNC Wilmington. Give him a. Dude, they're going to be good this year. Yeah, by the way. and they were yeah. good last year. They were 24 and eight. Yeah. You know what? I got no problem with that. He he's the coach of the team. He if you're going to throw a doggy bone to somebody, you might as well do it to your school. I got no problem with that. But here's my thing, and I don't care if it's Kentucky or Louisville. And I don't know Louisville's. I've looked at it every year, but I don't know it like I know Kentucky schedule. You know that's pretty obvious to most people. It should be mandatory. And, and look. Bellerman, because they're now Division One. Bellerman, yeah. Murray, Eastern, year. right? Eastern, Western, uh, Moorhead. Those five schools. Yeah. Those five schools. They should have to play two a year and rotate it, and rotate it. And you know, yeah, I would. Uh huh. You're playing Stonehill. I don't care if it's. <laughs> I'm, you know what? I've done this forever. I think I know a lot about college sports. Truthfully, I'd never heard of Stonehill. Did you? I hadn't either. I had not either. And I didn't honestly, uh, Texas A&M Commerce, until those names came up a couple weeks ago, uh, I had no idea who they are. I know Stonehill's only in their second year at the D1. They've been at D2 forever. Okay. You know more than me. I'm going to Google it. By the way, Jimmy was about uh, to. I have to for the basketball year. Uh, oh, I got you. No you're, you're on a tighter <laughs> deadline. Jimmy was going to look up, but I threw too many things at him. Jimmy, do me a favor and see if my memory's right. Guy Morris was a head football coach at Texas A&M Commerce. Would you check for me? Because that, that would be oh, really wow. bad okay, if, if I didn't there. remember. That's off my memory. And I love Guy. God rest his soul. And his wife is a doll. That's not the point. You oh, know, and, 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 his, and Jimmy much. pointed out that it's their, you know, the Christmas tournament. You mean to tell me Eastern wouldn't change their schedule or do something yeah. to play in the Christmas schedule? You don't think Western would? You know, and, and here's the deal. You know what? I'm, I'm going to be careful with this one. And I'm going to have to think about it. But I'm going to throw it out there for a little bit of a – lighter this is one of the best collections maybe the best and i can't say that yet okay because i'm trying to think of you know 1981 and 82 <laughs> and it's a little difficult right now as i'm going through my head and thinking about all these coaches but this is as good of a set of coaches at all these other kentucky schools as i personally can ever remember i mean prom did a great yep. job in murray and he left he got fired and they took him back which is good i expect him to do really good we'll see if he still has the fire in his belly to do what he did before that might be difficult okay you know the western has a new coach you know let's put it this way he's obviously prepared for the job we'll see what he does the jury's out on that um aw at eastern is great he's not good he's great oh yeah preston what he's, he's done preston's what he's done at moorhead preston is great they're and they're yeah. and they're both great guys and 
And Scotty Davenport, I will always say, in the last 15 years, I'm not saying it's the best job anybody's done in college basketball. I'm saying it's one of the best jobs. He sweeps the floors. His kids graduate. They pass the ball. They fill the place. They're squeaky clean. That I mean, think about the people that are running these programs. It's really, really good. Yeah, and you got Coach Horn up in uh, up in the northern part of the state of NKU. He's been to a couple tournaments. His son's a walk-on, obviously, at Kentucky. So, yeah, and look, I, I agree with you. I always am a fan uh, when they play some of these state schools. I know Eastern Kentucky was here a couple of years ago. They played that game that was kind of just a late add-on, but it ended up being a lot of fun and, and charitable when Western came here uh, in 21, the game that Oscar had 28 rebounds. So, yeah, look, I, I'm always for it, and I was listening to what you were saying earlier, and I did a quick search of my own. Kentucky has never played Murray, so that one has never happened. Uh, that doesn't schools, make I any think. sense. Matter of fact, Jimmy yeah, looked it, it up, too, and I'm going, how is <laughs> yeah, that possible? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it, it feels weird, but yeah, I, I, look, I think this that's kind of the only thing I'd complain, though, is with this. This is probably the best non-conference schedule, at least at home in a long time. I mean, obviously... You get Gonzaga, which I really like the games in February and kind of like takes where the Big 12 SEC challenge used to be. Uh, you have Miami coming in here, which is going to be a really good game. I think, I know a lot of people were upset about Duke and all that and whatever, but they're going to play Duke thinking next year in the Champions Classic and they'll probably end up playing North Carolina in this ACC game because they're not going to play them in the uh, CBS next year. So, like, I, I have no problem with Miami fresh off the Final Four. Uh, coming here, I think that's a great one. And even, uh, yeah, UNCW and Marshall were both, were both twenty-four and eight last year. Like this is a good schedule. And then going to Philly, you know, homecoming for Justin Edwards, Bradshaw, and uh, DJ Wagner. Great recruiting area. Play a game up there at Wells Fargo Center. Like this is a really good non-conference schedule. But if you, yeah, it would be nice instead of like St. Joe's and Stonehill and Texas A&M Commerce to get some love from the state schools. But uh, you know. Overall, it's a better one than usual, but yes. that's okay. always lacking. And let me back up on two things. One, I, I, I mentioned Darren's name before. I cover him in high school. He's one of my favorite student athletes I've ever covered, really. Yeah. So uh, pardon me for not re-mentioning him. And second thing, let me take the pen thing back because I knew they're, they're playing that. My bad. They're playing that because it's been a very fertile recruiting area yeah. for Cal. I take that back. I'm sorry. I'm not taking back New Mexico State. I'm not taking no, back I Texas A&M Commerce. <laughs> I'm not taking back Stonehill. Okay. Uh, I'm not taking back St. Joseph's. I like Marshall because yeah. it's close, and, and I like their style. Yeah, I like, I like Marshall. Yeah, they were 24-8 and eight or something like that, and I like their style, and it's good for Kentucky to see that, and it's not that far away. And I'm good with Cal playing UNC Wilmington. It's his school. And they're good. They're going to be really – like, they should have been in the tournament last year. They lost their tournament championship game. Actually, the last two years, they went away yeah. from the tournament. Like, that's a good game right there. And, um, yeah, I, I would say with New Mexico State, it would have been different if this game was – you know, maybe, you know, two years ago, they won a tournament game. So if it was coming off of, you know, obviously uh, that program was a disaster last year and had to get shut down and some of the stuff that was happening off the court. But, like, if that was going to be the opener for last season, I'd be all for it because that's a team that went further than Kentucky two years ago with Chris Jans. But, you uh, know, yeah, <laughs> coming off a total, like, literally it's an entirely new roster, all 14 guys. So this is not the year, like, that's not as fun a one as it would have been maybe last year or two years ago. And it's a great point, and you're absolutely right, Aaron. And, and you need to we need to introduce you properly. I'm sorry, I've just I've got that much spit and fire going on. <laughs> um, but you know what? But you make a great point that it's not like they're calling up in July and gee, we have eight games to fill. 
Okay, so right. you could call Eastern Western Murray. Actually, the first school in the state that they should play, believe it or not, I'm sorry, Eastern and Moorhead. I'm sorry, it should be Murray because they've never played it before. Yeah, because they've never done it. Yes, but you can call up and say, hey, Murray, uh, we're looking at uh, three years down the road. Uh, you know, because they got their own, I mean, it's they got to do their own thing too. They can't sit around and wait for Kentucky yeah. to call. Can you imagine if Murray was waiting around for Kentucky to call? Oh, my gosh. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. in the, let's put it this way. I don't know when they contacted uh, New Mexico State, but I would bet you are absolutely right. This didn't just pop up. It just, it just didn't. And I agree with you. I really like this, for the most part, schedule except who they're playing but understand something i think louisville should have the same thing louisville should have to play yeah. two schools not named kentucky every single year it's not that difficult it, it, no it's not and i think they've actually done i don't know what their schedule is this year if it's even out but historically i think they've done a pretty a better job at that than kentucky has but that could be too just the willingness to play them more i mean i know for a while there's a feud with western kentucky that western kentucky wanted you know, a home game in this, and the cow was just saying absolutely not, which I think would be cool. I get why he doesn't want to do it, um, but still, I think it would just be a cool opportunity to bring his team to a different part of the state, kind of like they did with the blue and white last year. But, yeah, I think Louisville has had a little bit of more of that. I know a couple of years ago, uh, Eastern Kentucky did a thing where they played every single school in the state, and that was really cool, uh, and Louisville was a part of that, obviously, and that was the year uh, they came here to Lexington. Uh, two things. One, Guy Morris, Jimmy looked it up. Uh, I knew I was right, but I didn't remember the years. Uh, coached at head coach at Texas A&M Commerce from 2009 to 2012. Two, there I'll, go. I, connection. I, I'll defend Cal if he didn't want to take the team to Western Kentucky. I got no problem. Yeah, with that. I, I, I get mean it. this. This I is not. This too. is not like bash on Cal. Contrary to it, there's a few people that think it's not true. If he decides he don't want to go to Western, and that's not side against Western, I defended Cal when he didn't want to go to Bloomington. I thought that was wrong. I wouldn't go back to Bloomington because I was there, and when the pushing and shoving was yeah, going it was a train on. Wreck. It was awful. I mean, thank God nobody got hurt. And literally, I had to push a kid off of me who didn't even see. I mean, it, and it wasn't had to do with me. They were going crazy. It's that was fortunate. No one got hurt. I would never go back to Bloomington if I'm Cal. And if Bloomington doesn't want to come here, they look. I, Cal had that set up. I thought the right way. Let's do two big arenas. You know, yeah. and, and and first of all, everybody made more money. And I and I don't know why Indiana didn't go for it. I defended Cal a thousand percent still will. And here's the other thing. You said everybody makes tons more money. Did, <laughs> Aaron, before your time, when they used to play the game in Indianapolis, you, you never went to one of those, right? No, not. I, I've been to games in Indy. just not that. Not like that. Let me tell you, it was beautiful. The first time you walk in that you see it, it's like out of a movie. Okay. You you know, what, what do they hold? 40,000, whatever it was that they, whatever it was that they had. And half of it's all red. And half of yeah. it's all blue, and the atmosphere. No, that would be perfect oh to my, do it in Indy. Oh it's my the gosh! Perfect middle ground. The, the the atmosphere was spectacular. You walk in and you go, "This is what college basketball at times is supposed to be about." And right. so Indiana would say Cal was chicken, and and that was nonsense. That <laughs> I mean that, that that was stupidity on Indiana fans. So I will defend him when I think he's needs to be defended. Okay. We, we, Please tell everybody who you are, how to find you, what you're doing. I got to catch my breath. I've been doing this for 51 minutes, and I haven't caught my breath even in a commercial break. Yeah, obviously, Aaron Gershon with the Cats Paws and uh, online with the 247 affiliate. And then, you know, in the pages, we got now that the season has begun, uh, football going. We'll be have two issues um, every or an issue every other week uh, coming out. 
starting uh, this Tuesday, or I guess started last Tuesday, where we're every other week uh, through the end of basketball season, and then you know that every six in the summer, and then the basketball yearbook's on the way. That's coming out in, uh, I believe, early October. Football is already out. Uh, in stores locally, every five-star gas station in the state, and then online. So uh, it's a fun time. We're excited to get going here. So basically, uh, you've been busting your tail this summer. Yeah, more so, than, more so than most. I mean, obviously, you know, the football yearbook is something that we print out at the end of June usually, so that takes some time between, you know, a lot of, you know, big focus of my spring football coverage is getting stuff ready for that. Um, and then, you know, the late summer starts to turn the attention to the basketball yearbook, but really more so this year because you had Toronto. Um, I was up there for a couple of days for those games, and then Nashville for FC Media Days. That's usually the only event of the summer, but then the baseball team had a better year and got to cover that a little bit. So it's been a busier summer than it was last year, but that's a good thing. Okay, you're, you're a guy looking deep into stuff. Give me a player yeah. on the football team that we ain't talking about, that you kind of see might be someone, I'm not saying he's going to be All-American, first-round draft choice, no, 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 let's not get silly, but give me one or two players that hasn't gotten enough love that you're saying this could be a breakout season in your mind, Aaron Gashon, that would be? Yeah, I'll give you two. two. I wrote stories on both this week, so it kind of works out, this question. Um, first one, I'm going to go on the offensive side of the ball. Everyone in Lexington knows is Dekel Crowded. He's a kid that, in 2021, when they signed him as a four-star pro- prospect out of Douglas, uh, he was the guy that was assumed they were going to build the receiver room around. I mean, he's got insane speed. He was outstanding both at Douglas, but at IMG Academy down in Florida for a year. I mean, this was a blue-chip prospect that everybody wanted, and Kentucky was able to keep home. Uh, 2021, probably thought he would play right away. And he gets hurt in fall camp, and he misses the whole year. Takes a redshirt year. Okay, goes to 2022, and it doesn't work out. There were there was an injury during spring ball, which took away some reps with Will Levis and put him behind the eight ball. And then really, he just didn't get. He did not mesh with Rich Scangarillo. If you all remember, at the end of the regular season, he made a comment about the play calling in the red zone, how he didn't love it. And when I was talking to him, by the way, I, I got to I, I got to stop you for a second, yeah, please, and, and continue. When he did that. I almost fell out of my chair. Uh, well, it was like, thank you for saying the obvious. Yeah. You needed a player to confirm it, so I didn't mind it, but I see why you can't. Was that, wait a second, was that your story? <laughs> that wasn't me. <laughs> I wrote a story on him separately just on Tuesday, but that was not me. I was just at a press conference. I wasn't even at that press conference, okay. actually. It was the same day as the Champions Classic, so I was up in Indy for I that. Got I was going to give you um, props. That was, that was a heck of a story. No. And, and, and I wonder, I'm going to guess he got talked to by sports information yeah, people he, I, about I, I never doing that again maybe media day he talked to some media but i think when i talked to him too i know he didn't come out in the spring because i was at every every single spring practice uh and, so, and i bet you asked for him right i did yeah and i and i didn't you know susan last is the best she gave me the time i needed with him so i appreciated that um but yeah anyway he didn't have a great year last year, only 82 yards. He did have that 50-yard catch against Mississippi State that if he doesn't trip, it's a touchdown and an even longer play. Right. So you saw a flash there. But really the issue with him has been the maturity, and we just went over what he said about Scangarillo, but it's stuff off the field. You know, he was arrested over the offseason for, you know, a marijuana charge, and that's just stuff that can't happen. And, you know, Mark Stoops has been on him. He's called it out in the spring. He called it out in 
I believe, at the beginning of this camp where they just needed to see more maturity from him, and that's been happening. I mean, even and Vince Merrill pointed him out when I was asking him who recruited uh, recruited the Cal. He pointed to the field, and after practice, we're out there, you know, probably 20 minutes after they wrapped up, and he's still catching passes in the 100-degree heat on Tuesday. So whoa, 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 whoa. A lot harder. Seriously? Yeah. He, oh, was, he was out, out there, there when it was like, you know, high 90s catching balls? Yeah, there balls. were a lot of guys. That, that's something, and I can get into that too, that they <laughs> last year after practice, I remember – the 2018 team was notorious for staying after, not necessarily like working on things, but just having fun. I remember that Mike Edwards would pretend to be Tom Brady and Derek Beatty would be his receiver, and they had a lot of fun out there. And You know, that team was notorious for staying after practice and having fun. This team does the same thing. I haven't seen that since. So, And DeKell is one of the guys out there, and there were a lot of guys this whole time. They're always after practice, especially the offensive line is out there working really hard after practice during these. So it's good to see. But, yeah, it looks like a different work ethic. Uh, he's really matured. You know, he's a lot of guys to lean on. He's really close with Dane Key from childhood. He's really close with the Key family. Uh, Dante Key is one of his mentors. Uh, Vince called him, like, a says he's like another son to him. So he's got Ty Bryant, who's a Douglas guy. He's got Jagger Burton, who's a Douglas guy. So there's guys to look out for Kel and, you know, if he puts it together, that's another guy with elite speed uh, that you can plug in at receiver. That might be the best comment I've heard about. Okay, I'm not knocking anybody because you got to put me in there too, so I'm going to knock myself. I'm always cautious about preseason hype. Have I been guilty of it this mm-hmm. year? Absolutely. I'm not, yeah, we all are. But I'm very guilty too, so I'm not – you know, I've been guilty before everybody was talking about Leary, me saying that I think he's going to be – Obviously, he's got to be standing, you know, and whether he yeah. likes it or not, he doesn't like to hear that he's injury prone and it looks like he is, maybe he isn't, maybe it's just unluck, whatever. I think it was freak injuries, yeah. That's what he thinks too, and if it was, God bless, more power to him. I think this kid can be not good but great. I think this could be by far the best quarterback Stoops has had. Let me put yeah. it this way. How far back do you want to go? Do I think he can be better than Hartline? <laughs> yeah. Do I think he can be better yeah. than the cop? I- yeah. You know how far I'm thinking it's possible? I think it's possible Woodson. Yes. Maybe it passes him. I don't know. I can't do that. I can't do that. I can't but do that. I think it stops at Woodson. Let's put it this way. If he gets close to Andre Woodson, close, they'll win yeah, nine games. Yeah, then you're in for something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But think about that. Woodson was how long ago? Hey, let me tell you something. Yeah, one of my favorite, one of my favorite moments yep. covering sports in Lexington, that long pass to Stevie Johnson, pure, yep. pure luck. I'm on that sideline. Pure luck. He caught the ball. I was less than 20 yards from him. Seriously. I'm not kidding. Yeah. And I'm watching the ball. And if you go back and look at it, it's such a pretty spiral. Perfect ball. Oh, my Perfect gosh. Ball. It's. I'm not saying it's a, actually the, probably the prettiest pass I ever saw. In, in. I love you, Tim Couch. But the prettiest pass I ever saw in Lexington was um, Jared Lorenzen had one half where he threw three touchdowns to Aaron Boone. And one of them was like a punt. That was never coming down. And then it came down like a howitzer. And I've I've never seen a ball, ever seen a ball come down that quickly that was so high. And he hit him dead on the run with one step to go before he went out of the end zone. I'm not sure I've seen very many, if any, NFL passes like that. And he threw it like 60 yards at least. Yeah, it was a bomb. That's right. Uh, but yeah. the way it came down, it was like a howitzer coming down. <laughs> and with all the great passes Tim threw, and he threew, obviously, duh, a t- I. 
I, I've never seen, never in Lexington, and you know what? Yeah. I kind of covered a lot of Bengals games, and and Carson Palmer, you know, before he got hurt, oh. and they were losing, he threw some great balls that he didn't get a, enough credit for. I, that yeah. Lorenzo pass is the best pass I've ever seen. Anyway, okay, so the point is this. They need, they desperately need Crowdis because, as you yeah. know, guys get nicked up. And and if Crowdis doesn't come through, then you're asking a freshman to come through who's not strong enough yet. They desperately need him to come through. So I, right. I think the best soundbite I've heard is you just gave for the whole preseason is what I'm trying to tell you, that guys are working afterwards, and it's different yeah. than it was in other years. And those are the little things as a reporter that you can spot to know somebody's right. doing a good job. Aaron, that's a. Have you written about that? No, I think I, I'm going to touch on that. I was kind of waiting until next week because I wanted to see if You're it was really stuff. a developing thing. Okay. But yeah. No. It, it. It definitely. It's a. It's a very good sign. Things are really trending well in that direction. And yeah. And Dekel, you mentioned needing him. That's the exact words that Liam Cohen and Vince Marrow both used. So yeah, he's a guy that definitely need to break out and you know he doesn't have to be wide receiver one he doesn't even have to be two or three he just needs to be a guy when he's on the field can stretch the field and give defenses another person to think about can you hang through the break for an extra five minutes yeah i got you thank you aaron gershon kind enough again aaron how does everybody read you on twitter how does everybody read you give a plug for your preseason publication yep a gershon 99 on twitter uh cat's paws again the year football yearbook's out you know season's coming up so perfect time to get it uh, magazines are every other week now, and uh, Catspaw's uh, website, 247 Affiliate, all my stuff is always there. And here I thought your Twitter handle was Starving Yankee Fan. Boy, I was wrong <laughs> about that. I shouldn't shouldn't do that. It's terrible. It's really, you know what? Yankee fans, I'm including, we're snobs. I'm a snob. I'm, yeah. a, I'm a snob. Oh, no. this, this is the worst year. I mean, this is the worst season of my lifetime, and I know, again, living here, I know how bad Reds fans have it, so uh, I guess we're living their lives this year. Yeah, well, like like we and I have talked about, you you weren't around when Horace Clark was the best player. So no, no. I wasn't. I just heard the horror stories from my dad of the eighties and nineties. I'm sure your dad had it accurate. It <laughs> early nineties, early nineties, early. 90s. Well, this Clark is before. Yeah, yes. no eighties. Yeah, Clark is. He's not with us anymore. And a nice man, by the way. But, yeah, I mean, no, he, my dad is a fan since 1970s, so I've heard everything from that point on. I started watching him in '58 and '59. So I guess wow. I'm, I'm older than your dad, and you're kind yeah, of to do the show with me. <laughs> of course, anytime. Uh, I appreciate that. Actually, I saw the Milwaukee series a little bit. I remember in 57. Not a lot, but I remember watching it and saying, I want to do something about this. And then I realized I couldn't hit a fastball, and I couldn't hit a curveball, and I had no range, and my hands weren't good. I knew this by five, <laughs> that my dream of being Mickey Mantle was never going to happen. It, it was the, yeah. It just I had no talent. Anyway, we got to go to a break. Aaron, to yes, so Aaron Gershon, kind enough to join us. i got some things I need to ask him that I want to shut up and listen to him coming up next on 1300 AM, 92.5 FM. The Alan Cutler Show on ESPN 92.5 and 1300 AM and on the ESPN Lexington app. Presented by the Don Franklin Family of Dealerships. It's summertime, and that means it's time to hit the road. Whether you're heading across town or across the state, going on a picnic to a baseball game or driving to the lake, stop by, fill up, and stock up at Clark's Pump and Shop, your road trip headquarters. Clark's Pump and Shop has everything you need to get you to your summertime destination, including planters, nuts, buy two tubes, get one free, and assorted Pringles large cans, two for $5. Clark's Pump and Shop, return, refresh, refuel. 
At Don Franklin, we're more than a group of car dealerships. We're hardworking, everyday people of Kentucky. We strive daily to give 110% to our customers, our employees, and our families. We are committed to providing everyone with a safe and reliable vehicle. And we continue our tradition of supporting our local communities. At all 24 dealerships across Kentucky, we will treat you like family. Don Franklin Family of Dealerships, we are Kentucky. Houchins Insurance Group is proud to partner with people, you said, and one yeah. you already had is Dekel Crowdis. Two people that maybe aren't getting, and that was really strong about what you said about him and what he's doing after practice, catching balls, mm-hmm. and he wasn't the only one when it's in the high 90s or 100, whatever that it was. That's impressive to everyone. You got another player who hasn't gotten enough love, and it's in your mind that you just wrote about. Yeah, and I'd say he's a guy who needs to earn some love and just kind of produce like, like he's capable of, and that'd be uh, defensive end Trayvon Ripka is entering his junior year. I uh, started eight games last year and played in 12, and he was a guy that won that job outright uh, during camp last year. He he earned the starting defensive end job. I uh, started his first start was actually in the Citrus Bowl in 21, and he had a half sack at a tackle for loss, and it was a it was a big big game for him, and that was kind of what let him burst onto the scene and put him on the radar of everybody. And then last year he just didn't didn't produce as much as he'd want him to. He only had one sack from that DN spot. 19 tackles, and I talked with him, and I talked with Brad White and uh, Anwar Stewart, and the biggest thing the biggest thing has been adding strength and just getting more pushback, getting more um, ability to get after the passer, break out in the run game a little bit, and he feels like he's added strength, and Brad White said he's had a really good camp, and he's coming along really well, and why is he so important? Well, it can't all be on two guys. You're expecting a lot from Deion Walker, and you're expecting a lot from J.J. Weaver. Last year, if anything, was a miss with the defense. They only had 20 sacks, which I think was 11th in the SEC. Uh, not good enough. And you're not going to ask a, a, you're not going to ask Deion Walker to necessarily hit the quarterback too much. You want him to open holes for other guys and then be that dominant run stopper. Uh, as a nose tackle, a defense tackle, the numbers aren't going to be crazy. It's the stuff that you do the dirty work. So with Dion, he's going to. Draw double teams. Brad said maybe some triple teams. That's going to leave Trayvon in one-on-one situations. It might even leave him unblocked at times. And he's got to take advantage of those. So he's a guy that, again, earned the starting job last year. Uh, had a couple good moments. Not not as much as he would have wanted. Uh, but he's added some strength. He's in another year, another year of experience. Obviously the same system. Uh, this feels like it should be a year where he breaks out. I like how they have you on internet, uh, Aaron Gershon's profile, 24-7 sports journalist. I don't often see the word <laughs> journalist on Google next to some name. Did you pay somebody for that? That's impressive. Dude. I like that. No, I like it, though. Yeah, Google your name. I always Google everybody's name. There you go. You think the obvious, and sometimes <laughs> you actually learn something with somebody you might know. I mean, it's just it's just kind of interesting. So, um, God forbid Larry goes down. Now, Liam Cohn mm. said... Backups are fine. Sheridan is better. You expect yeah. him to say that. I'm not saying Liam isn't telling the truth. Please, please, no, please. No, he's just not trying to hype anyone up. The, his job, and he's, he's very good at it. He's just hyping it up. Can you get a feel yeah. that they could win if Leary goes down? Oh. <laughs> uh, that's a great question. Um, I don't know. It depends who they're playing, obviously. I, I mean, I, I think they'd be fine against – 
South Carolina in that game this year if Kaya Sharon was starting compared to where he was last okay, year. Okay, well, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. That's pro- hang on a second. You're not okay. going on to the next thought. That's pretty strong, <laughs> dude. Be- you know, yeah, you know, you're not saying Georgia, Alabama, which they probably won't beat no. anyway. But but you're saying that they could beat a team that thinks that their pro they think their program is better than Kentucky now, which yeah. makes it a better game. You're seeing you're saying he would be good enough to lead Kentucky to a win, Aaron. Aaron Gershon, so. that, that's pretty strong, dude. Yeah, he's improved a lot. I mean, he was really, really good in that fan day practice. He had a bunch of deep balls, one to Shamar Porter, one to Isaiah Cummings. And, you know, he's a guy that's been quietly optimistic. Like you said, Liam hasn't wanted to say too much about him. But he's clearly, I think, when that depth chart comes out Monday, going to be number two on it. Um, he's a guy that obviously got a start under his belt last year, and he's a guy that was making progress, not ready to play by any means, but he was making a lot of progress under Liam Cohen and then Liam Cohen leaves. Now Liam Cohen's back. Sharon has a game a game tape to watch and review and learn from and I think he has gotten a lot better. I'm not again, he's not gonna go and be elite competition, but some of those middle of the pack SEC teams, bottom SEC teams, and then obviously your non-conference opponents other than Louisville, yeah, I think he can go in there and do just enough to win a game. I don't think he's going to lead them by himself to victory. He would need They would need to run the ball really well that day. They'd need some yards after the catch. They'd need a strong defense performance. Uh, but I don't think he'd be, you know, the quote Sam Darnold, seeing ghosts out there like he was last year. Okay, okay. Now, I bet you already have a potential list, and it's never going to be totally right, but knowing you the way Aaron Gershon is, when the two deep comes out, can you yeah. see someone saying, I'm leaving because I'm not on the two deep? Uh, uh, say, now, basically, and I know you. I think I know you. I think I know you. Yeah. Okay, and people get I, impetuous. I can see it after the season. You, you don't I mean, think don't, somebody will leave now? No, I don't. I think it's too close to the season. I think it would have happened already. I mean, we've seen that a couple times. Like, I remember Joe Williams, Joel Williams, who was a four-star DB uh, from Louisiana, and he was a guy who, entering last year, was like, okay, maybe this is the chance where he could start at safety. They were pretty outside of Tyrell Asian and experience there. It didn't happen. He transfers to Memphis. Joey Gatewood a couple of years ago loses the quarterback job to Will Levis. He leaves for UCF. Like, we've seen it. So the fact that it hasn't happened and the season starts in a week for some schools, the season starts tomorrow, uh, I think it's just too little, too late, too, not enough time where it wouldn't matter this year. But next year, for guys, yeah. Uh, I think you're going to, I mean, it's the portal era, but just some that stand out, like in the running back room, whoever kind of gets left out there, maybe, like a Juton McLean will have a year after this year, if he doesn't get the run, you know, he was looking for. Uh, and you have a guy like Jamarian Wilcox in the wings that they're going to, I don't know how much he's going to play this year, but they're going to want to play next year. Um, and they have a running back coming in from Florida, uh, a freshman from next year, for next year. You have Dan May, Sue Mocare, and Javi back next year. Uh, maybe he's a guy or at receiver, uh, the Kel Crowdis, we talked about him. If it, it just doesn't happen again this year, maybe he looks for another opportunity. Uh, maybe even some of the younger receivers, like a freshman, like Ardell Banks, who they just landed a receiver for the 24 class and four star and hardly Gilmore. You have Shamar Porter coming back here and have Anthony Brown. Now Anthony Brown Stevens, by the way, that's how he wants to be referred to. So oh, really? get that right. Yeah. So, um, He's the guy who's going to be back next year. Barry on Brennan and Key are going to be back next year. Like, there's a lot of competition in the receiver room. So it's the areas where they have a lot of depth that you would look uh, for those guys. And then the quarterback room, right? I mean, it, you have Cutter Bully coming next year. 
maybe you're adding another transfer portal quarterback. Maybe if it doesn't happen for Kaya this year, he's gone. Maybe if it doesn't happen for Destin Wade, it's a little different for him because his twin brother's here. Maybe he goes. So it's, it's positions of depth you look at there. I think they've done a pretty good job keeping kids, by the way, because people are going to leave. That's it's, I, I actually credit Stoops and Vince and the staff. I mean, you know, if Cummings didn't have a good relationship with Vince, he might have left. Yeah, yeah, there's that whole story. I forget who wrote it, that Louisville was a real option for him. So, I mean, I think, off the top of my head, they only lost one starter from last year to the portal, and that was Justin Rogers, uh, the defensive tackle. But you have Deion Walker. It'll be fine. So uh, you don't want to lose Justin because you wanted to have both of those guys, but you're also able to get a guy like Keyshawn Silver, former five-star recruit. You filled that gap pretty easily. So, And then they lost a lot in the wide receiver room, but, they didn't lose any of their feature guys. I mean, Demarcus Harris, Rashawn Lewis did some fine things in their time here. Nothing that they can't make up with the guys they have back. So, uh, same with uh, Chauncey Magwood. Like, they didn't lose anyone crazy uh, that you'd be scratching your head at like North Carolina State did uh, with Devin Leary or something like that. So, uh, I think they've done a pretty good job overall of keeping guys happy and keeping them in town. How do you really think North Carolina State feels about losing Leary? I mean, really think. Well, I think they have to be somewhat real about it because the offense coordinator's gone, right? He left for Coastal Carolina to be the head coach, and that's usually how it goes. I mean, Devin Leary came there to play for Eli Drinkwitz, if you remember. He was the offense coordinator, um, and then they hired Tim Beck, and it works out with Tim Beck. But Tim Beck took a head coaching job, uh, and they couldn't bring him back, you know, and that's how it goes sometimes. So it's all a, a lot of its relationships. Uh, he was also there for five years. It's not like he dipped after two or he dipped after three like he was there for five years and they didn't quite win as much as he would have wanted they lose the offensive coordinator he moves on so i think they're probably you know especially when that might sumo karen jobby who showed some real flashes there, averaging i think five and a half yards per carry they're like oh damn kentucky not a fan of you but like i think <laughs> i think that one might have been like okay you know coordinator leaves that's how college football is these days i think there's some understanding uh, of that one. Okay, last one. Mitch Barnhart, contract extension. I'm looking at Tony mm-hmm. Neely's release, and his contract extension goes through 2028 now. Uh, to me, this is one of the keys. Beginning on July 1st, 2026, uh, Mitch Barnhart, with six months' notice, and, and it's not like he'd walk in and not tell him, and they're putting it in no. there. He, Mitch would only be totally respectful, so that's obvious. But you got to put it yeah. in there. Could elect to step down from the role of athletics director at which time? He would assume the position of special assistant to the president for two years at a reduced salary, reduced salary of $800,000. Do you see Mitch uh, helping to pick the next athletics director and then sliding into that yeah. role? It's hard to tell. I think it depends on what they accomplish these next couple of years. Obviously, the memorial stuff is going to be done. Uh, maybe, you know, see some winning, you know, if they win another basketball national championship, if they have another 10-win football season and some of the projects they're working on get done, yeah, maybe he's at that point feels accomplished. He's ready to, to hang him up and, you know, start passing the baton. But, you know, he's, <laughs> he's the longest tenured guy in the SEC. He always seems to be motivated to keep doing more things. So a guy like him, it's hard to see him hang it up, just like with Cal. Like, at any point, he could step down now and, yeah, he'd be losing a ton of money, but he would be in a role where he's with the program for life. So, and Cal is just, he's not going to quit. That's the guy who's going to quit when his body gives up, in my opinion. So, 
Um, I, I don't think Mitch Barnhart, I can't predict if he's going to leave after 26 or not, but I think no matter what, he'll have a hand in who his replacement is, and he's going to go until he feels like he's accomplished all he can. And he might not know, but he has this option, which, you know what, to tell you the truth, uh, I think he's earned that option. I, I mean, yeah. I really do. Oh, yeah. he's, I mean, more power to Mitch. So there was nothing quizzical or whatever. You've been here since 2002. I don't agree with everything he does. I'm sure he disagrees with anything sure. I do, and he probably doesn't pay attention to what I do, and that's fine. I don't, you know, I don't care about that. Yeah. But the guy has done. When you look at the overall perspective of this yeah. athletics department, I think the guy's done a. A <laughs> wonderful job, really. I mean, it's hard he, not to look at what he hasn't accomplished compared to what he has accomplished. I mean, he's done so much, and pretty much every program has taken a step forward uh, since he's been here. There's been some national championships, uh, one in basketball, one in volleyball, um, tons in rifles, if you want to go that far. Like, baseball's had hosted two or three regionals in his time here. Uh, football's gone to one ten, win, <laughs> one ten games twice, like, the renovations of a lot of the the venues, like he's done a lot. I get he's old school. The NIL was a little slow to develop. The alcohol took time, but like he's coming around slowly, and all that is in place now. So I, I think he's been an outstanding athletic director. Is he perfect? Absolutely not. When you're there for 20 years, you're going to make mistakes. Uh, but he, the, <laughs> the question is, when you replace him, who are you going to get that's going to be better? And that's going to be a pretty short list. Hang on. See, that's the important question. Because you know, I used to do that with Cal, and, and I was chomping it's on Cal. It's the same Cal. thing. Yeah, exactly. And I would say, okay, I might be chomping on Cal, but whoa, take a chill pill. Who's going to replace right. Cal? Who's better? Right. Right. And, and, and I can tell you this, back when, and I'm purposely going back a number of years, when all the stuff with LeBron and Cleveland now, okay, and there was something to that. I don't care anybody, there was something to oh, that. Oh, yeah. Okay. And, and so my my buddy Dick Hoopsweiss, and we were at the house we lived in for like 30 years, and we're talking on the phone. We talked so long on the phone, I literally went to my man cave, got a beer, went back in the car. When I finally went in the house, my wife goes, what were you doing? I don't think it's the only, I think it's the only time I ever drank a beer in my car, in my driveway, by the way. I was in my driveway because I went back to the car. We spent over an hour going through every conference, every major conference, and try to think of who would replace Cal. And you want to know something? There was nobody who we liked that would we think would come here. And so think about that. You know, yeah. they, a lot of people would want the job, you know. Guys like Jay Wright turned it down twice, which I'm sure you know, but that's not the point. The, the point right. is replacing Cal whenever that day happens might not be as easy as people think with all the complaining about Cal. And I believe that, even when I was chomping on him from, from last year, which I thought was very well-deserved. And you compliment him for what the heck he's done from June 1st with the recruiting and the three hires he had. And it, it just is what it is. It's, yeah. see, that's the thing I think most people don't – you know, for a young guy, you're pretty smart and mature. <laughs> I appreciate that. But, yeah, I mean, look at – just look at who they replaced Tubby Smith with and tell me how hard it is to replace guys. And I know, you know, Tubby wasn't – the greatest coach in Kentucky history, obviously did win a national championship. Uh, but, you know, they look to find a replacement and they end up with Billy Gillespie. Like, it's hard to replace coaches. And, you know, even with with Brooks and the football side, they decide to hand it right to Joker Phillips. Was that the right move? Absolutely not. And when they when the time comes to, if Mark Stoops moves on or he retires, uh, it's going to be <laughs> for Kentucky. I mean, there are some better, Mark Stoops is a great coach. There are some better ones out there, sure. But to bring one to Kentucky, 
that's going to be better. Uh, that's going to be really hard to do. And it'll be the same with Barnhart. Like, unless they're bringing Dwayne Peavy back, which I guess is hypothetical. Like, I don't know who's out there that is going to be better, at least on par. No, it, it's not an easy replacement. And I'm glad you thought of that right away. Because I've said this for years, but usually uh, not everybody thinks of that. By the way, and, and give me some props. The headline in Tony Neely's story Sports of Mace Director of Kentucky, Capaloodle, obviously the president. Continuity with country's best AD critical. I think that headline yeah. tells the story. And you know what? Good for Mitch and good for UK. And do I sometimes Absolutely. chop on Mitch? And I couldn't agree with him more. This whole thing about selling the beer I thought was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Uh, past ridiculous. It took too long. Forever too long. And some other things. But you know what? When you step back and you see how... You might answer this better than me. I don't know of another AD who has improved minor sports during his time no. period as well as he has. Yeah, I, I, I would agree. I, I don't know. what, And I'll tell you something else I give Mitch credit for. And I think he sincerely cares about these kids. And, you know, people, say, yeah. people say that half the time, and it's baloney. I believe in his heart. I believe it's sincere. And I don't say that about a lot of people. I think a lot of yeah. it, as you know, is a bunch of crap. And, you know, he goes to – do all kinds of different events that a lot of ADs don't go to, and I give him credit for that too. So this this is his day, and I think he earned it. But but I do too. And I think the president is also saying, "Look, you've done such a good job. If you want to be, you know, one of my right hand people for a salary cut of eight hundred thousand, which we you know what, I don't have a problem with that because that's what those people make. You know, people yeah. say, "Wow, look at him. No, 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 that's nah, it, that's the way the world. It's there. The way the world is. More power to Mitch. You know, the other thing too is." How much money did he give back uh, for putting putting his name on the field? What did that cost his family? It cost right. a lot, that cost a lot of money. He's donated right. a lot of money back, and you can say, okay, the man's made a lot of money. Well, a lot of people make a lot of money. Don't give a dime back. He's also in a role where you make the job. So it comes with the territory. But yeah, no, I, this day was deserved. I know he's not a fan favorite as much as he was. Earlier in his tenure, but you know his his uh, his tenure has been nothing but a success. There's yeah, there's been blips, but who who's who has a perfect resume? No one does. Uh, Aaron, if they go to the Final Four and Stoops wins nine game, wins the bowl game, <laughs> how will, how will Mitch's popularity change? Yeah, it's going to keep going up. That's yeah. exactly right. Yeah. And uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, one, I kept you too long. I apologize That's for all that. Right. Uh, two, you're terrific. Three, give a appreciate plug. You. P- I appreciate you too, dude. Uh, Three, give a plug for all your stuff. Yeah, again, uh, Cats Falls Magazine, bi-weekly now. You can subscribe online. Um, Cats Falls website, 247 affiliate. All my stuff is usually there. Uh, and then the yearbook, football's out right now. Basketball's coming soon. And if I hear taps being played, I know it's you're playing it for the Yankees this season. I'm sorry, I had to get the, <laughs> la- I had to get the last dig in here. Hey, uh, at least the Giants are looking great, and I'm very excited for football season. Uh, uh, there you go. I am too, and I think the Giants have hope. And you know what? I, I was, I still can't remember the last time I've been this excited for UK football. I'm really excited yeah. about it. Yeah, I think, um, look, the fans are, because all the season tickets are gone for the first time in a long time, so... Uh, this should be a fun year. I'm excited to cover it. All right, last one. I lied. Last one. So let's okay. say let's say they win nine games this year, right? And ten games next year. I'm getting goofy with you, okay? Yeah. Uh, do you think Mitch's last thing would be expand the stadium? <laughs> That's an interesting one. Uh, maybe. I mean, it, it can't hurt, but, you know, they've done already put so much into, you know, the new turf, the new, new build boards, or not build boards, the new jumbotrons, uh, you know, 
they've upgraded that place a lot. Yep. I, I'm not sure. I, I think it's a great environment how it is. I think I think at some point when you get all these projects done, you're going to have to consider the basketball facility thing first because it's not look. It, it's not a terrible facility. Is Cal right that it needs upgrades? Yes. So I think once the memorial's done, uh, you get that tennis thing done. I think it's time to finally you know work with Cal and show you know show the fan base you guys still can work together and make something happen. You know what your problem is? Can I tell you what your problem is? What's the problem? You're logical. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there ain't much of that out there. Hey, man, I appreciate it a lot. Thank you, man. Hey, anytime. Aaron Gershon, you YouTube. Talk to you soon. Aaron Gershon, 24-7 Sports. Jimmy, he's really good. He knows his stuff. He really does. See, and, and oof, I want to be careful now because I'm not being negative towards young reporters. I'm really not. Actually, think about it. Um... We have been fortunate to attract some really, really good young reporters to come on the show. And, and um, that's a really mature comment, <laughs> what he said. Really mature comment. He knows his stuff. I don't know where his future is. He does a great job here. I know he's an Eastern boy. Do I think he'll be here 40 years? Well, I ain't going to be here 40 years. <laughs> um, wherever he ends up, and I hope he stays here quite a long time, and I'm sure they must like him tremendously, I think he's got a great future in the business. And so do you, Jimmy, if you get the heck away from me. <laughs> it's just two hours a day. I'm, I'm in here with you. So. Oh, okay. Is that how you look at it? Yeah, that's what the doctor says. As long as it's that and less, then I'll be good. <laughs> so if the show goes to three hours, you're, you're done? Well, yeah, I might have to might have to do a tag team match. Well, guess what? What's that? The show will never be three hours. Okay, then we're good. I wasn't going to do a three-hour show. <laughs> I can't. Can you imagine with my energy trying to do a three-hour show at my age? It's a long time. Yeah, it is a long time. Longer than – because am I perfect about not repeating stuff? No, but I should repeat more than I do because national guys do, and I just – I need to do that more. Okay, this is what we're going to do. Man, it's 127. Why do I do all this prep work? We are going to – and I never get it on the air. We're going to talk about the Reds, and I want to play seriously. Uh, we played the cut, not the sound bite. Uh, we're going to play Senzel's home run, and I want to play the sound bite. And if you're with me and you're a Reds fan, Alan Stein, if you're still with me, listen to the words of Nick Senzel. And you can say, all right, he's making $100,000. $100, who cares? I, I don't care about that. I really don't. He struggled for what they've done to him. And by the way, I'm not ripping the Reds for that. They do what they have to do with bringing guys up and cutting them. You like it or not, that's fine. That's their business. I happen not to agree with it, but I'm not going to destroy the Reds for that because I don't think that's right. He struggled with it like a lot of players struggle it, and you're going to hear him talk about how you know who's helped him. Did you get to hear the soundbite when you when you chopped it or you were too busy? Mm -mm. His family. Oh. Yeah. So we sometimes forget the obvious, and that was the one thing that was always in my head for all the time I did this on TV. I'm talking to college kids. I'm not talking to – well, they're pros now with all the NIL money, but you know what I'm saying. I'm talking to college kids. You don't criticize college kids, in my mind, like you can pro, pros. That's always been my theory, and I think that's fair. Well, Senzel's a young guy. It's different because he's not a Tennessee anymore, and I wouldn't care if he was Tennessee or Kentucky. That's not the point. But you know what? If you listen to the soundbite closely, this little interview with Bally Sports, my heart felt for him, and I wonder if you yours will too after you hear this. I, I'm serious. It's kind of like, whoa. And the numbers I pointed out before that I'm going to do again, you think the Reds were wrong based upon the numbers I came up with? For sending him down? Yeah. Yeah, I don't. Now, I'd, with the whole platooning thing and this and that, but I don't think he deserved to be sent down. I agree. 
And, they and then when you bring up the other guys that aren't him, that's when you're like, okay, what's going on? They brought up some inferior players, yeah. and they kept him down there. Yeah. You know, I, I'm trying to give the Reds the benefit of the doubt because Kroll's done such a good job. Shocked me how good of a job they've done over years now drafting players that are obviously coming to fruition. I don't know how you not call that insulting. Am I wrong? No. And maybe that's why the team had the reaction they did after his home run yesterday. Yeah. That they are on his side of this, which typically that's how it is. Yeah. You know, players are going to be on the side of the player. And what Jimmy's referring to, the hug, I guess it was hugs. I saw yeah. one. But the hug that I saw anyway, and you obviously saw another one, yeah. hug that he got inside the dugout. Jimmy, I've been watching baseball since the 1950s. I don't know if I've ever seen a hug like that. It was it was like a man bro hug where getting squeezed really, really hard to say, I'm sorry with what you went through. And under that pressure, you don't even start him. You pick up a veteran who hasn't done anything for a year and a half, a cancer survivor who's a really good dude who just forgot how to hit, and maybe Mancini will be catching lightning in a bottle. I, I had no problem with them signing him because you're signing him for nothing. Right, and if he turns out fine, if not, it doesn't cost you a lot of money. I actually thought that was smart from the Reds. I didn't like, on the one hand, that Nick didn't start, but on the other hand, he traveled all day. So they started Mancini. You know what would be interesting? Next time a left-hander is on the mound, will they start Nick as a DH or in somewhere in the outfield? He traveled all day to get there and, and hit a pinch hit home run, which could have won the game for him. Anyway, that soundbite is coming up next. It's powerful. Terry Page, I saw her today. Um, one of the things she's doing for me, I've had, uh, I'm a two-time loser for reconstructive shoulder, sur shoulder surgery, and I still have, like a lot of people, scar tissue. So she's decided to start trying to kind of rip it apart. You can't get rid of it. It's going to be there. And, and I'm telling you, it hurt doing it, but you know what? I, in one session of this, this is only part of the session, my arm is dropping lower now than it has in 20-something years. She really is an amazing person. Um, to say she's a licensed massage therapist is not strong enough. 859-373-0578. 859-373-0578. Text her. It's tough to get in to see her in an appointment. She is that special. She really is. Mike Langfelds. I've mentioned him multiple times that he listened to the show, and, and I'm amazed how many of you have trusted me and gone to see her and are Going to see her. It's really, really cool. Makes me feel good because she should never have an appointment as long as I have an appointment. 859-373-0578. at Top Notch Salon. 859-373-0578. The Alan Cutler Show on ESPN 92.5 and 1300 AM and on the ESPN Lexington app. Presented by Republic Bank. At Don Franklin, we're more than a group of car dealerships. We're hardworking, everyday people of Kentucky. We strive daily to give 110% to our customers, our employees, and our families. We are committed to providing everyone with a safe and reliable vehicle. And we continue our tradition of supporting our local communities. At all 24 dealerships across Kentucky, we will treat you like family. Don Franklin Family of Dealerships, we are Kentucky. 
Houchins Insurance Group is proud to partner with Auto Owners Insurance, a company that provides opportunity for independent agents to make insurance simple for their clients, offering risk management services that range from a renter's policy for your college student to home and auto coverage for your entire family. Houchins Insurance Group assures you that nobody works harder to keep you protected from life's uncertainties. Reach out to AJ Boss or Zach Bennett at 859-263-2771 to see if Auto Owners Insurance makes sense for you. It's summertime and that means it's time to hit the road. Whether you're heading across town or across the state, going on a picnic to a baseball game or driving to the lake, stop by, fill up and stock up at Clark's Pump and Shop, your road trip headquarters. Clark's Pump and Shop has everything you need to get you to your summertime destination, including five-hour energy shots, buy two, get one free, and Mountain Dew, Pepsi, and Dr. Pepper 20-ounce bottles, three for $5. Clark's Pump and Shop, return, refresh, refuel. When you're a Republic Bank customer, your financial life is always close at hand. The Republic Bank mobile app makes it easy to deposit checks, pay bills, and send money to friends and family from almost anywhere. Plus, you can view your transaction history, transfer funds, and even find the nearest banking center or ATM all from your mobile device. Republic Bank. It's just easier here. Message and data rates may apply from your wireless carrier. Member FDIC. Lexington area weather. Hot and very muggy conditions in the forecast for your Friday afternoon highs reaching the mid-90s with the heat index over 105 degrees possible for Lexington and surrounding areas. We will see afternoon and evening storms developing as well. A few of those storms could be on the strong to severe end. Tonight, a lot of those storms dissipate with temperatures falling into the low to mid-70s. I'm ABC 36 Storm Team Meteorologist Dylan Goday. Take us along wherever you may roam. We love to roam. Get our app by searching ESPN Lexington in your app store. Back to No Filter Radio with Alan Cutler. Podcasts on Apple, Spotify, and Google, Monday through Friday. Hit high in the air, deep left. Guriel back, curls corner on the track. Gone! Senzel on his first game back, ties it in one. He looked right into the dugout from the airport in Phoenix to the launching pad at Chase Field. You know, Sadex calls this year, and we only, I only hear calls because I can't watch the games. <laughs> I have the Major League package. I've complained about this before. And, and when the Reds play in Los Angeles, you'd think I'd be able to watch their games. No. Anyway, huh. his calls that we play are better than the calls in his first year. Maybe he's more relaxed, even though he's a veteran broadcaster, and he bounced around forever and, and more power to him to finally get a Major League job. And if he does this till he's 70, you know, he'll be longtime Reds. TV guy. That's possible. He just seems more comfortable. Thrall seems more comfortable in uh, doing the radio play-by-play. I, I don't think I heard him once last year. They were terrible. And I when he first got to the Reds, Jimmy, I didn't think he was very good. Well, in his first season for uh, Tommy Thrall, his first season was COVID. So yeah. he was doing all of that remotely. So that that's had, worse. That's got to be tough. Yeah, and that's fair. That yeah. had to be much tougher. Plus, you're replacing the Marty Brenneman. Yeah. And he was what, a double-A announcer? Yeah. And he knows who he's replacing to, so he knows he going does. into it. You know, yeah. he's yeah. Marty probably makes made more in his last year than he'll make in his first ten years with the. No, that is that true? No, 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 no. <laughs> that's not true. Okay, he's been here four years, four or five. How long has Tommy had the job? 
2020 was the first. So this is his third full year. Uh, I, this is easy to say. Yeah. I guarantee you Marty made more in his last year than he's made in the first three years. And you yeah. can add that to next year too. Oh, you want to know what? In the year after. <laughs> Maybe the year after that if he lasts that long. And I think he's gotten a lot more comfortable. But you're right. You know what? I heard him during the curve of the year, and I thought he was pretty bad, actually, just to be honest. And and maybe I should have given him a little more. I have a rule about broadcasters, by the way. You, uh, I'll just say this. Larry Smith does a very good job for LEX 18. And, you know, he was on CNN forever. And mm-hmm. I didn't know him. I've just met him one time by accident in the store. But uh, Mary Jo worked with him. And I had always heard, outside of Mary Jo, he's a really good guy. <clears throat> so I have a rule. I try not to watch somebody on their first night. I don't watch a lot of TV news anyway. And to be honest, I'm sorry, Larry. As a matter of fact, we need to have him on the show because he was a sports guy most of his life. Why have I not had him on the air? I'm going to ask him to come on the air. Um, he wasn't very good the first week for a guy that's been doing it as long as he has. Um, I caught him twice the first week. Then you know what I did because I don't watch TV news much. About a month later, I happened to be watching. Then I went, guess what? Oh, this is good. He's a very, very good broadcaster. Does that make sense? Yeah. So here's a guy that's, oh, my gosh, he's been doing. he's been in the business forever. Not forever like me, but pretty much forever. And he was, you ever see him on CNN? No. Very smooth. So. Oh, he's really good. And, and let me tell you, it's a great hire by, by LAX18. But he wasn't good. I bet he would tell you he wasn't good the first week. Come on, you're in new surroundings. You're doing news. You were doing, I mean, then mean the whole thing. But he's a hell of a broadcaster and a good guy. So maybe I wasn't fair to throw. I just said, he's not very good, which he wasn't. But the Reds were smart. They stuck with him. You know why they probably stuck with him? Should I say this? Yeah. Should I be no filter? That is the motto of the show. That's true. Um, I'm sure he's getting paid nothing for a big league announcer. That's one. And grateful to have the job. And two, they were not going to hire another Marty Brenneman. There's no way on this earth they'd hire somebody who would make strong comments. Just they weren't going to do it. So he doesn't make really strong comments. He's gotten much, much, much better. And he's part of. I think he's part of the system. He might have the job for 20 years. More power to him, by the way. Because now, one of the things, I listen to Reds games in the car a lot more now because guess what? The Reds are much better. <laughs> uh, by the way, 9-10 is a pregame show. Reds and D-backs. Okay. How do I do this? Go on tangents. Only one out of my mouth. So, Senzel. Listen closely is my suggestion to what he says. You can't see it. Duh, it's radio, but this is from Bally Sports. And so, if you didn't see it on Bally Sports, which I'd love to get, by the way, um, that's where TV's a little better, where you can feel the person's face. Yeah. You know, seeing whatever. So, maybe it was more powerful to me because I could see it. I felt for this dude. Not a little, but tremendously. And, come on, they dumped him, and he looked like he was giving up for you-know-what never to be part of the organization again. And as Jimmy said, and as we pointed out, called up all these guys that are a smidgen of a player that he was. Okay? Hits the two-run home run after traveling all day, and this is what he said after the game. I know it, in the end you guys don't win, but how special of a moment was that for you? Uh, that, that was special for me. That was special for me for a lot of reasons, but... Uh, yeah, just selfishly for me, that was special. Obviously, it was tough to be sent down, um, but what's your attitude right now? I mean, obviously, coming back and doing what you did, does that add to some of the excitement that we saw in the duck? Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, I think that's the attitude, Jim. I think, uh, you know, I was bombed, and 
but that was the situation. I had to deal with it, and um, I'm, I had no expectations. You know, I'm, I'm about coming back up, but I'm up, and um, you know, I love the guys in the locker room, and, I, and we've been through a lot this year, and, and I want to play meaningful games and help them win games, and that was just uh, what you saw tonight. When you were down there, what, how did you use that time down there? You know, when you were triple. Well, I wasn't down there for too too long, and but uh, I think there for the first couple of days it was tough trying to get my mind right to play. Um, but uh, I was with my family, and I felt uh, the more I was with them, the more at peace I was kind of getting with just not expecting too too much, just kind of just going and focusing playing baseball and just try to to be the best I could be and whatever happened uh, happened um, so I just that was really just the mindset is it possible that and he wouldn't be the only one that Jimmy he's felt too much pressure in his career as a first round draft choice that's one of the things I took from this just, it, yeah it's probably and he probably puts a lot of pressure on himself yeah I mean and that's the thing too that you see with a lot of sports is when a guy is drafted high and the extra pressure that's put on him it's like he didn't make himself get drafted there you know, but that's the pressure that you put on yourself and you feel from other people, even if there's not anyone putting specific pressure on him, but you assume there's pressure there because you're the first round pick. I'll give him, give you one more. Mike Mustakis got the $64 million contract yeah. with the Reds for four years. Yeah. And I didn't like that he was heavy. I still don't, he still needs to lose more weight. I'm sorry. That's your job. Okay. There's a simple rule in baseball. Have you been in a baseball locker room? Not in a professional. No. Okay. It's a pretty easy deal. If you can see a guy's belly through the uniform when they take their shirt off, the belly's much, much bigger. They're really good making those uniforms to make you look thinner. Yeah. Well, they cost a lot of money, and that's what they should do. It's fine. I've, you know, I've seen some bellies that were like, are you kidding me? Have a little pride in what you're doing. I'm sorry. I'm fat, and I need to lose weight, and that's fine. My mouth isn't fat. I've got a big mouth, but it's not fat. Does that make sense? Yeah, and I don't think ball players. I'm not saying you should have body fat at three percent. I'm not doing something like that. But he was really heavy. Take a look at what he's done with the Angels. He's done a nice job. Yeah, not a great job, but a nice job. And they like him. And you can. I, I've seen some of the highlights and stuff. He looks calm and relaxed. I think he got a veteran. I think the contract got to him. I really do. And guess what? Cincinnati is not the media town in New York, Chicago, Los Angeles. But he took a lot of heat on sports talk, whatever. I think the pressure got to him. He's now in, in Los Angeles. Think anybody cares about his contract? No. Red's got to pay him, so guess what? The Angels are paying him the minimum. That's all they pay him. There's no pressure. He looks like he's having fun. Not a great player anymore. He's a nice player on their team. Okay? And you know what? And I said it then. I wouldn't have cut him. You want to know why I wouldn't have cut him? Now, I didn't know all these young guys were coming up. If I'd known that, that'd be different. You know why I wouldn't cut him? Why's that? You got to pay him anyway. So if he was the backup at first and backup at third and, and part-time DH, right, you got to pay him anyway. Yeah. So my thought was, who are they going to get that was better? That's what I was wrong. I didn't know all these young guys were going to be this good. Nobody did. I don't think the Reds did. And more power to the Reds. But initially I'm going, why would you pay a guy <laughs> not to play when if you change his role and you sit down and explain this is your role, do the best you can, you can at it, doesn't make any sense. Now, if they thought that these other guys were going to be better, which I can't believe that they did, then they were right. And it was only one player. So you're saying it's taking the job of another young player, but the point is this. In most cases, unless it's a negative situation, yeah, that's, you know, 
All right, so I was wrong. It wasn't Friedel who gave him the big hug. And ironically, I interviewed him when he was in Henry Clay, did a story. Colin Calgill is the first base coach for the Reds, and he's their running – I best say running back coach. He's their running coach too. And the huh. Reds have taken extra bases like crazy. And he's a guy that I think lasted in the major leagues longer than his production, and it's a compliment to him because he's a good guy and he plays the game hard and he plays the game smart. I mean, take a look at his numbers. Look, you make triple-A ball, you're a great player. Yeah. But he was not a great major league player, but he got a lot of chances. And I find it interesting when guys like that get a lot of chances, how they end up staying in the game. He played in the league for five years, hit 234, 12 home runs, 57 RBI. And how many bats? Uh, oh, that, I don't know. That's not on his Wikipedia. Okay. But, but the, the point is this with that, you know, sometimes guys will do that in 400 bats and then their numbers aren't as bad as you think it is, even though it's over five, six years. Not that it would be great. The, I always look at what is your combined at bats with the numbers that you have. To me, that's important. Okay. Back to Sinzel for a second. And, and this shocked me. He's batting 221. I knew his batting average was awful. Okay. That stinks. Batting average is the most overrated part of baseball. I think scoring runs is the most underrated part of baseball. Hello? He's got 10 home runs and 38 RBIs in a reduced role. Okay? Over 600 bats, that's 25 home runs plus, and over 90 runs scored and over 90 RBIs. Now, he wasn't going to get 600 bats because they weren't going to play him all the time because Bell was platooning, right? Correct. But he was beyond pace to lead the team in RBIs. And, and you would think, he had the, uh, not like he had the plague. That's terrible. I'm going too far. I apologize for, for that coming out of my mouth. But you would think he was, like, worthless for the Reds. I think that's fair. When you're calling up Ramos and Martini and some of the guy and Siani, who they have to make a decision to keep on the 40-man or not, and I'm not going to get into my, he's a really good center fielder, but he he's hitting less than my weight. If you're hitting less than my weight right now in AAA Louisville, guess what? You're not a very good hitter. Is that fair? I think that's fair. Yeah. So, they called it one, two, was it three or four guys they called I think up? it was three. Three guys they called up that, to me, it's insulting. Could you feel how he felt about being around family helped him out? Yeah. And you could see it in his, you could just see it in his body language. Yeah. He didn't really move that much, but you can just read people when yeah. they're talking. I thought it was pretty odd. And how they feel. Yeah. You could yeah. tell if someone's trying to mask what they're saying or if they're trying to bite their lip while they're talking, if their eyes kind of start moving. But he, that seemed genuine. By the way, Jim Day does a really good job of those interviews. And I love the fact that he said in the beginning, he said, you know what, for me, that was big. Because yeah. normally you don't hear ball players say, hey, you know, I'm just trying to do what's good for the team. I'm just trying to score runs. Hey, we're just trying to get, move on to the next win. But no, he said, you know what, no, for me, that was big. And I, I love that when athletes are just honest. You say, you know what, yeah, I needed that. You could tell when he was sprinting around the bases. I mean, yeah, that you, was cool. You could tell. Yeah. He was fired up. Yeah, he was fired up. Um. When a player does that, that's a no-filter comment. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. Let me compliment Jim Day. We were talking about this off the air. You didn't see Jim Day when he started with no. the Reds. Okay. He wasn't very good. He wasn't very good for, I think, a number of years. They stuck with him. And guess what? I think Jim Day is really good. You're with the team. You want to ask the question to get a really good answer. And because you're with the team, you have to ask it nicely. Here's the other thing, and trust me, this is what I did for a thousand years. I might not be good at a lot of things, but a lot of things I'm not good at. You know what's really obvious about Jim Day? Players really trust him. Players really like him. You see sometimes where they're calling him by his first name in an interview and stuff like that. He's around them all the time. 
There's all kinds of things Jim Day probably knows about the Reds that he'll never say on television, which, by the way, is he can't be no filter. No. He's no filter. He doesn't last. One of the reasons why I didn't last. <laughs> I was told to be no filter. I did no filter and got fired for being no filter. That's the truth, by the way. It is what it is. I, ca- I miscalculated being too honest. Told the truth. Broke a big story. Boom, I'm gone. It's an oversimplification, but it's true. Neither here nor there. He's really good. As a matter of fact, if you're a young person out there and you want to know what it's like to work for a team, watch his interviews. By the way, Kyla Mills, she uh, used to be a news anchor for us. Yeah, she's in the Bay Area now. Yeah, and she was with uh, a local station, and now she just hooked on with the uh, doing some pre- and post-game shows for the Oakland A's. Yeah. Now... See, what I well, I know Colin really well, and, and Charlie, her husband, was my weekend guy. But, you know, here's a stereotype I don't like. Oh, she's really pretty, so that's how she got the job. Did it help? I'm sure it did. Guess what she played in college? Soccer. Yeah. She's a really good soccer player. And I talked to her enough to know, guess what? She knows her sports. I am really happy. First of all, she's a really good kid. Kid, I'm sorry. She's in her 20s. You know how I am. And and, and I think the world of Charlie. And, and I think the world – they been married about a year or something like that but the point is if anybody remembers her she's now doing the a's and i think you know in the old days when i said was when i first saw her in san francisco because she was a really good news anchor and could also do a really good story if you can do a news story you can do a sports story and so i saw some of her early stuff not a lot probably five or six things through the time when she was in the nbc station and she's really good i mean really really good and i and i sent her a, a text one time i said hey you know, just keep on doing what you're doing. You're doing a great job. You can end up on ESPN. You know what's wrong with that statement now? I don't know if you want to work for ESPN. <laughs> I have no idea what's going to happen, and I have no idea it's true. You know there are Apple rumors buying ESPN. If there's anything to it, I got no clue. Over Disney. Well, so no. they would basically buy out, because Disney has all of ESPN's rights now. Oh, and I, uh, they're do, under that umbrella. Oh, do I think Disney would like to sell ESPN? Oh, absolutely. Mm. That you get that feeling. They're yeah. not going to give it away. Can you imagine if Apple took over ESPN? Would they keep Stephen A. Smith? You it, it, let me just throw this. I have no idea. And maybe somebody's starting a little rumor. That's fine. Do you realize that Apple could pay cash for ESPN? Oh nope. yeah. So could Amazon. Correct. Yeah. Correct. They could pay cash, and it wouldn't dent their cash flow. You may start seeing two iPhones come out every single year instead of one. Just for a couple of years, just so they can recoup that cash a little faster. I think it's tough to buy a new iPhone now. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, an, I'm an Apple iPhone guy. What are they going to do to make the phone better as long as the phone works? Nothing. Nothing? Tell you they added half a megapixel to the camera, even though none of us really know what that means. We'll buy it. I, I, saw, the, I saw this on, uh, on 3.com, and I'm sorry, I don't remember the writer. I, I have, I've been holding us for two days, and it's driving me nuts. Pac-12 presidents, as that head of that conference really screwed it up big time, they turned down a good TV contract last year, and, and uh, whoever wrote this, I'm sorry, but I'm giving credit to the organization. I hope I can finish typing this without my eyes rolling out of their sockets. sockets. You ready for this? A business, I'm just reading it verbatim in, in a column. A business school professor suggested they could get a lot more. <laughs> so they thought they could get Big Ten money. When I saw that, I laughed. Uh, let's see, is 
Cal and Stanford as popular TV-wise as Michigan <laughs> or Ohio State. It's a joke. The reason why the contract wasn't as good as, guess what? They don't have enough eyes watching them. <clears throat> and apparently, the contract for the Pac-10 or Pac-12, whatever you want to call it, was good enough, which would have helped them. You know what ESPN said? <laughs> See ya. Yeah. They want a lot more? Okay. Go go find some place. Uh, Eric Gershon was terrific. Uh, congratulations to Mitch Barnhart and his new contract. Um, have I done many rants being that ticked off about anything as I was today about Kentucky's non-conference schedule? I don't think so. And by the way, the, the good teams they're playing is great. you got to play, in my humble opinion, Kentucky and Louisville. Well, they need to play, but each school should play two teams in the state every year and rotate it. You know, this stuff of playing Mexico State, Texas A&M Commerce, Stonehill. I get playing in Philadelphia because it's a great recruiting area for Cal. I get that. Marshall is good. UNC Wilmington, because it's Cal school, all good with that. All good with that. You're playing Penn. It's a Wolf Fargo area. You got all these kids from here from that area. Guess what? Jimmy, I think that's smart. I bet they look for a game there. I got it. But really, please look at this. The non-conference cupcake games could have been a lot better. It's about time. Kentucky plays. Louisville plays. And I think Louisville does a better job. Maybe I should do some research, but off the top of my head. They need to play two schools, not named Louisville, every year in the pre-conference. It's pretty simple. Jimmy, have a great weekend. Count your blessings. Uh, Don't forget, Reds and D-backs, 9-10 tonight. Matthew and Jimmy on Monday at 10. I'll see you at noon. Brad Taylor, bottom line, coming up next. I appreciate everyone who's tuning in to 1300 AM and 92.5 FM. Listen to the Alan Cutler.